Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on Discord. This is Parker, go by one who parks on Discord. This is Jeremy, on Discord. This is Aaron, I go by Treffenwood. In real life, not on Discord. Everywhere now. Yeah, I, I've started calling him Treffenwood. You should. I will, never call, you Treff- I will never call you Treffenwood. <laughs> never call who Treffenwood? Anyone. Damn it. Gotcha. We trained them with Blade. Alrighty, uh, so quick announcements. Uh, we have Parker back today, obviously. Yay! Uh, who decided to take two weeks off because he was bored with you guys. Sorry, I'm not bored with I, y'all. I actually, uh, I mentioned this in the preamble, I actually am now at the point at which I'm going to have to like make serious considerations. Uh, I, I actually want to go on the record. Uh, our Brandon, Brandon right here, has mm-hmm. he is currently doing the best Dungeons & Dragons game I have ever been a part of or heard of i know everyone's had their best dungeons and dragons game ever you're all wrong the answer is brandon's dungeons and dragons game it's better it's not even good i think it's really good i'm having an absolute blast and what? so much so that i i'm leaving this thing this other th- this other thing that i love this podcast and sacrificing some of that time so i could do D and it's hard like every week i'm like uh what it's sophie's choice which one do mm-hmm. i kill this week i don't know yeah, I've been so I've had so much free time lately that I decided to start a D and D game and move. Those two things have really freed up my time lately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like calculating the amount of sleep I can get in four days. <laughs> like, is that something that normal people do? Well, I mean, you do work what three days a week, so I, I get why you'd be I exhausted. Do. Well, I mean, I I, I average about forty five to fifty hours a week right now. So yeah, I mean, it, it does add up actually. <laughs> I, right. I, I do say this, Brandon. I think the reason why the D and D game is good is because you do insist on, like, you put you put this upon yourself. I don't think you would have to donate every hour that you do to it, but since you do, that's why it ends up working out so well. I think it's I think it's a direct translation. It, I think the amount of time I put into it definitely co- directly correlates to how much you enjoy it. Yeah. So I'm glad that there's some reward being paid there. Yeah. Uh, so Parker, do you want the good news or the bad news first? <sighs> I think I know what they both are, so give me the good news, I guess. The good news, Parker, is with your attendance today, you've knocked down your probationary episodes to 690. Good job. I like that. Good job, man. I I honestly never thought you'd get this low. Like, yeah. I'm actually very He's doing really well. Yeah. I'm, that's that called success, rate, honestly. I know. Like, that's when you just put your nose to the grindstone and focus on something. Mm-hmm. You can accomplish anything. We knew you then lose it. it quite quickly. <laughs> so now the bad news is on episode 202, Parker bet oh. that Wolverine would be in the Sentinels affiliation. Fuck. He bet 40 episodes. So that's that's going to that's gonna set you back. That was a bad That'll cheat sting. day. Yeah. That'll sting. It does. That'll put you to 730 remaining episodes that we get to make fun of you. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to do some trifecta betting, I think. On Now, Parker, I have surprise good news. Ooh. All right. This means that you can now make another wager. Oh, nice. <laughs> You're now welcome me. to make more wagers Ooh. in that probationary episode. You're speaking my language. I haven't told him that these directly convert to dollars, and at any time I can redeem them. <laughs> It's going to be quite quite expensive. Whoa, whoa. You're right. You haven't told me about that. <laughs> oh, wait. Shit. This shit just got real. Sense. And with young children, I would think this would hurt more than it will. But I guess someone well off as Parker, it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy. <laughs> so, Jeremy, can I take a quick time out and give you props on the correct use of well versus good 
when you congratulated oh, Parker. Thank you. Appreciate that. It is one of the 864 pet peeves I have in my life. And uh, mm-hmm. let's say your level of esteem for you is up at least a notch and a half right now. Great. It's just above like frogs <laughs> <laughs> and small turtles. B- b- below butterflies. Uh, obviously. Those <laughs> things change shapes. <laughs> so Parker's All buried right. in his own debt. Is that what we're saying? He might literally go bankrupt. I think we have to have some kind of punishment if he gets over a certain number, though. Like, at this point, he's just doing house money. Wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, this is not for you to discuss, Parker. This is for <laughs> is, us to decide. Is the, yeah. Isn't the the constant deprecation, like, the punishment? Isn't that what it is? The No, that's this... our reward <laughs> for <laughs> tricking Wait, you and making horrible decisions. Wait, that's still, still, I... Okay. Parker, you've yet to realize I started the D and D game just to get you more probationary episodes. <laughs> it's a it's really the good longest troll, troll in <laughs> the history of time. That is a long haul, but all right. I invested hundreds of hours into just making you get probationary episodes. I, I, I like to picture you like at the desk late at night, like three in the morning, like you're just trying to figure out what monster to do next, and you feel like you're about to fall asleep. You go, no, no, Parker needs more probationary episodes, and you just keep mm. chugging. Like mm. that seems. The I like always that sunny episode where they trolled D, yeah. took her into like mm-hmm. a like on an airplane and like did all the stuff to make yeah. her seem successful. It's, the episode's yeah. called "The Gang Breaks D." Yeah. <laughs> they do you know why they did it? I don't remember. It's because uh, they were trying to do suicide awareness, and so she's in such a dark place at the beginning of the episode that she talks about killing herself, and so they're like, "Whoa, that's way over the line!" Like. You can't joke about that. And so they decide to troll her to the point where, like, she actually has a mental breakdown to show her that it's not okay to joke about that. I was like, oh, my God. And so, yeah, it's great. They don't let Dennis in on it, though, and he doesn't. He he basically drives himself into a mantic frenzy as well, which is great. All right. So uh, with that said, Parker, what do we got next? We got news. All right, Parker, what is our news? So we have an affiliation update. The affiliation has been updated, and uh, I guess we'll go ahead and start with some bullshit called Red Skull. He is in Hydra, like we imagined, but perhaps like we did not imagine, he's also in Cabal, which brings the number of Cabal characters up to exactly one half the number of Avengers characters. With like what eighty two or something like that? How many? That sounds eighty two million. Horrifically yeah. incorrect. Like horrific. Four thousand and twenty five. Uh, what's the actual number? I think Cabal's actually catching up. Yeah, Cabal might be. Oh man, it's actually close. I like think. I was actually very interested to hear the ratio, and then you just trolled. I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. So here we no. go. Avengers have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, uh, twenty-one, uh, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven. That's exactly Cabal's number now. There Cabal has twenty-seven. Really? I just got. I just counted twenty-seven. While you were doing you sure that, this I podcast can... episode is it named Brandon can count. Twenty-seven Cabal. Ah, ah, exactly ah. the same. I I thought they were short, and so, but did did any of the new members of Shield? go into nope yeah so it actually took the red skull and like almost is, all is the hydra Zolum? yeah almost all of the hydra guys yeah zola and strucker um red skull yeah so that it took all three of them to make it even again though hmm i was really surprised old steve rogers wasn't a was an adventure but it, it makes sense chronologically yeah so yeah red skull master of hydra is in cabal 
Does just out of curiosity, does anyone ever put him down on the table? Can he play the Red Skull card in Cabal? Or is it specifically? Uh, it is no, he cannot because it's not the same name. Then yeah. So does anyone Sad. ever play this guy? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's a good model. Grunts are strong. I mean, I don't think you could ever sell out a grunt character. Okay. I guess the thing is, does does he do anything in Cabal? Does Cabal need him for some reason? I don't see it, but maybe it's because I don't play Cabal enough. Every time I put my foot in that like that kitty pool, as soon as I put it in, I'm like ew, gross, and I leave immediately. I think I've played two games of Cabal with like eight months of separation because as soon as I played it, I immediately didn't like it. It's because you haven't played Dark Rain in a long time. His victory assured card is not Hydra specific. That's the weird win more card, right? With uh, uh, no, that's the one where he takes damage to do a super beam. Oh, beam three six dice. Uh, if it dazes or chaos, this deck dazes or chaos target. This character gets stunned, and then when making the attack, add dice equal to the damage he suffered, up to five. Um, I can't think of anything specific other than you could um, play Dark Rain with him, which is cool. Well, Jeremy's playing, what, uh, Malekith and uh, Modok. I don't think that Malekith, New Skull, is wrong either. Because yeah. New Skull brings the troopers, you play on a D, and all of a sudden you have three models able to contest and pick up shit. Troopers can't. For, the other models for can't. 12 points. Which is the exact same as Malekith yeah. Modok. I'm just saying. Yeah. He does a yeah. different job than Modok, but I don't think he's necessarily better or worse. Oh, I was thinking you would just take both. Like at seventeen, that's well, not sure. A there are options. List. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. I think he. I think the fact that he brings two models to contest secure objectives uh, for five points is supremely valuable uh, in a uh, faction where you have a seven point leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the grunts are really what you're gonna be looking at for for Cabal. Yeah, that is cool. So uh, the other bit is uh, I don't. <sighs> I kind of feel, I feel really conflicted talking about it because when it happened, it kind of ruined my afternoon when I saw this. They hmm. we we have the Sentinel affiliation list, and uh, it actually, when I was listening to the earlier podcast uh, today and yesterday, I heard you say several times actually for different situations talking about the Sentinel cards and tactics and stuff. You're like, well, this is certainly not useful, but we will see the affiliation come out. It'll be like whatever number of models, so maybe it'll be more useful. You know, this this we reference the number of models in Sentinels a lot. So here are the models in Sentinels. <laughs> you did say plural, right? There is an S on that. There's an S. There's, I'm not actually sure. Have we seen Sentinel Prime and Sentinel Mark IV in the same place at the same time? Yeah. So they might be the same person. Yeah. Sentinel Prime Mark IV. Sentinel Mark IV. Cassandra Nova. Wait. I feel like today is the day you realize the lesson that was taught to you as a child when they were like, these are the models that are going to be in Sentinels. And then six months later, they're like, and these are the models that are in Sentinels. And then we were like, oh, that's what you meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, man. Uh, I so I, so I actually now I understand that you can lead a horse to water thing. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> so I did not. This is really like you said. I I thought I took that figuratively, right? Like 
these are some of the models. These are potentially the models. We know these are models. We're excited that Cassandra Nova is going to be in Sentinels. Isn't that interesting? I go, oh, yeah, that is interesting. That leads a whole no. bunch of other characters that have had, you know, one or two issue things with Sentinels. For example, Jean Grey's X-Men team once hollowed out a Sentinel and used it as their, like, means of conveyance. It was like their Blackbird. So in the in the new X-Men Red series, Jean Grey's whole X-Men team uses a Sentinel to travel around. So I was like, oh, maybe they'll throw some X-Men in there. Maybe Jean Grey will be in there. Cassandra Nova and Jean Grey came out at the same time. They have a share of tactics card. Like, that'd be kind of interesting. Or maybe Wolverine. He's had dealings with Sentinels. And, of course, there was a Sentinel squad where the Sentinels actually protected and ended up kind of allying with the X-Men whenever there was almost no mutants after M-Day. There's so many reasons. Yeah, none of that. Why Sentinels could be with other none characters. And... Do you remember this one issue of the new X-Men in which Cassandra Nova, like, took over some Sentinels for, like, you know, four panels or so? That's why she's in it. Parker, <laughs> Parker, I actually feel bad. I was going to keep my mouth shut here, but I feel like I have to come clean. Um, there were actually going to be, I talked to Will, there was going to be three other characters they were going to put in Sentinels. And it was going to be Jean Grey, Wolverine, and um, who was the other one? Uh, and Cable. They're all going to be in the uh, the Sentinel affiliation. And I told him, I was like, Will, I made a bet with Parker that Wolverine would not be in. And he was like, man, all right, I'll just delete the other three. And I was like, that'll work great. And that's what happened. So, yep. I'm sorry. I, I just had to get that off my chest. I don't feel bad now, though. Okay. Uh, groaning aside, uh, an affiliation with three, uh, you know, quotations, um, four, I guess, so four quotation marks. It's not, it's not three. It's four quotation marks because Sentinel Mark Four could be played twice. There uh, are three characters in in Sentinels. Yeah, 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 three different characters, potentially four bases worth, and sure. two of them are fives and two of them are fours. I built a list with it. I built, I built a ten character list with them. Are they playable? Is this a playable roster? Yeah. Okay. I mean, did you put other things in the roster or just those four models? Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying is. I looked at it when I was done, and I was like, is it... I went through 15, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. I, I did the whole thing. I looked at oh, I can count, Aaron. Um, <laughs> I did all those I did those things, and I was able to make lists. And Winter Soldier helps a lot. Like, Winter Soldier, like, makes it possible, I think, because um, he, he's a three-pointer that just becomes affiliated, and so you can do a lot more. If there wasn't such thing as Winter Soldier or Taskmaster, I don't know if you could get to everything very easily. You would actually be kind of a chore um but you do have that so you have you have somebody who's not a sentinel that could become a sentinel for the purpose of affiliation so that's nice but i was looking at it going man uh, is this not for the purpose of affiliation right sorry i might have i might have misheard what you said yeah for the purpose of affiliation right because they're the i can't remember the name of the special rogue agents rogue, rogue agents, agents. Yeah. yeah rogue agents work sorry yeah i thought you were right. talking about the tax card no not the tax card i was talking about my being bad. A rogue agent so being a rogue agent like works to like make them meet a lot of the 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 point values that they otherwise would kind of struggle to get maybe i'm just i i'm obviously i'm going to play them i'm excited to try and maybe i'll be very surprised but i feel like this is going to be a squad kind of like spider foes where playing a whole bunch of fours or or you know like in this case two different fives or at least one five and multiple fours i feel like it's going to require me to play a model down almost all the time and I don't know if I'm going to I, like that. So I could be completely off base here, but I don't understand the point of playing the Sentinels affiliation unless you're going like all in, which is why I never think they're going to have any issues hitting affiliation. Am I crazy? 
like I why would you so. if I you're mean, trying three to min max what are you doing if you're trying to min max sentinels and you're like man I just want to like do this one weird combo just play something else like play guardians and just put two sentinels in your list like what's the problem like I don't understand why if you're trying to play sentinels isn't the entire goal to put the sentinels on the table and so I don't understand why like the the affiliation thing would matter like I sure throw in a three point rogue agent in case you hit like a weird point total totally respect that decision. But, like, I hear a lot of people, not just Parker, say, it's like, man, how are you going to hit affiliation? I'm like, there's three fucking models. They cost 13 points. It's like, play them. Like, you're affiliated. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not hard. Like, mm-hmm. you just press the Add Sentinel button. Now you're affiliated. <laughs> and so, like, if you're trying to, like, it's they don't have a leadership worth min-maxing. So I don't understand the point of that. And, like, their tactics cards are cool, but not if you're not playing Sentinels. All of them key off Sentinel abilities. It just seems odd to me. And then uh, secondly, I just want to address something I heard through the grapevine. Um, somebody online was claiming that you could field both of the Sentinel Mark IVs for four points total. And that is clearly a misinformation what? thing that is definitely, I know, it's definitely not true. They they were under apparently saying that they believed because it says you could include two instead of one. The point cost is still four. And they were saying, like, you get to put both of them down instead of just one. And if that was true, then, yeah, Sentinels would be busted. Yeah, but, then possibly busted. There's no way they bounced around. That. Yeah, like, they'd be way ahead of the curve. Yeah. I'm in. That's no, what I'm playing next. Yeah, guys, I found my list. Nine <laughs> points. <laughs> it's like 40 hit points for nine points. They're two points. Uh, yeah, They're so good. that that is not the case. Um, just in case you've heard that. Yeah, I don't. I assume I assume that has been corrected on the internet, but I don't trust the internet. So. No, I, I I refuse to even look that up. I refuse. Yeah, I don't entertain that kind of stupidity. Yeah, I don't want to go down that rabbit yeah. hole. I think. All right, so it's. I think. I think they'll ahead. be just fine. And like you said, as long as you're going all in on Sentinels, it's not impossible to to make it. And yeah, switching out one Sentinel for for Bucky, for example, is is probably okay to get the thing you want. But I guess you're exactly right. I love playing small factions or right factions with individual small models to make affiliations so that I can do cool things with it. I love doing that. And when this came out, when Sentinels came out like this, I immediately went, Oh, I can't do that. And it's even more restrictive than their already big price tag on their leader and stuff. So I guess just as an example, give me a point total at which you would not be easy to get affiliated. Like, have you worked through the point totals? No, that's, or... that's, that's what I said. I can get them all. Hmm. Yeah. It's not that I can't get I just, them. I just can't even think of a situation where you're like, man, it sucks that all my models are this expensive. It's like because they are this expensive, you can't afford to go five wide, so it doesn't matter. Like, well, well I guess what I'm saying is, I would have, re- I would have loved to have a three pointer or a two pointer in the affiliation because then I wouldn't have to play Bucky at some of these otter, you know, some of these strange levels. Uh, basically, it, and I don't. The other option is you're forced to play Taskmaster, but you're basically forced more or less forced to play a rogue agent to play the sentinels in certain situations i think um unless did you when you were like running through the exercises did you find any point totals that you think they might struggle at because of like different missions and stuff or have you done that? i actually done didn't that? i wasn't even trying missions i didn't even look at missions yet I, okay. I mostly were just looking at point totals and just being like can i play something that i could put down and not feel you know at a disadvantage um mm-hmm. We'll see. Once we get some games with Sentinels, which I imagine will happen by next podcast, um, I would really like to sit down and look at strategies with them because I think they are potentially meta bending if you can get them in the right scenario at the right point total. Yeah. Because they are going to be hard to move. They're going to be hard to defend against control. Yeah. And so I'd like to see that. Um, 
Anybody else have anything to say about the Sentinel affiliation? Nope. Okay. Parker, what's next? Uh, the other bit of news we have is the Blobs card came out. And um, I was kind of surprised, actually, because he's not supposed to hit the ground until, like, December, right? I was a little surprised. It's not that out. far away. Okay. Um, two months, eight weeks. But, yeah, we know what Blob is, and it has been confirmed that he is a three-pointer, and so he is. He's got identical stats on both sides. He's a size three model. He moves short. He's got four physical defense, two energy, and two mystic also. Six health on both sides. Um he has a five dice range two strike with a wild push. It is a gainer, uh, right? That's what we are builder. Which one builder. is which? Builder. Yeah. Yeah. Builder is the I, for damage. When you guys say that, even when I was listening, I was like, when he goes like, well, "This is a builder. This is a gainer." I was sitting there going, "Builder gainer." I was like, I was doing the whole like L is for left, R must be the other one. Like I was trying my. Hands. Is it that hard? Like, should we stop doing that? I, I, I thought it, it was super obvious. It didn't. It isn't immediately obvious until I stopped to think about why one of the word is which i but it is okay. i do have to stop and think about it um well for everyone at home gainer means you automatically gain one for using right. it builder is you build equal to the damage dealt right but this wording on yeah. the cards both say gain so that's why yeah I, that's why it sometimes that's the, the term for gaining power yeah yeah but i'm saying that the word build it never says build power it says gain power so they yeah, both yeah. are gainers according to the card but one of them we say yeah. gained one so which i actually think is funny because the term builder came around before gainer right which is funny yeah because you you can build as high as you want like mm-hmm. yeah on this card we can build that's like in life power. you want to build a house yeah. you can build two mm-hmm. stories three stories four stories just like power two three four but, but if you gain a house it only has one story you only gain gain a house once that's right <laughs> wow what a terrible logic now, fi- now finally now, <laughs> now finally, now, I, have, is very now finally I have a really friendly analogy to use every time I'm confused uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine people at home driving their cars just like they're thinking so hard about all the math and weird analogies going through they just drive straight to a brick wall like, uh, please his, don't listen to this and drive it's yeah, dangerous his, his spender is a 7 dice range 3 cost 3 uh, before damage is dealt, you place him uh, within one, and it has explosive force on a wild. Uh, for those you don't remember, explosive force does uh, damage to every character within two of your target, and they're also pushed away short. Or rather, if they can be pushed, then they take the damage. So if there's something that prevents the pushing, then it, they don't take the damage. Um, the yes, for example, if you explosive force on top of an enemy blob. Uh, he would not suffer the one damage. Right. He has some of the cool... Yeah. His, his passive power, he says he cannot be pushed or thrown as the result of attack special rules. He still can be pushed and thrown, but not from attack special rules. Uh, which I think is kind of interesting and cool. Mm-hmm. He has uh, a, a size... A terrain size 3 throw medium uh, cost 3, and he has ha 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 ha... Oh, sorry, ha ha ha, that tickles. Which is uh, one cost... Um, reduces the amount uh, suffered to a minimum of one, so it's not like Kingpin or uh, um, Iron Man. Uh, specifically from attacks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Also specifically from yeah. attacks, so it doesn't work on uh, other things that... that collisions. Or yeah, collisions. After the attack is resolved, if the attacking character is within three, he can immediately push the attacking character away short. So he pushes reactively while he takes one less damage from an attack for one power. Okay. Uh, thoughts? It's uh, amazing. 
Yeah, he's, he's good. It only costs one for a damage reduction and to push someone short. That's done within as hell. Within three? Jesus. So age. it's it's consistent with damage reduction. Um, it is worse than most spending damage reduction. Uh, but the push away is crazy. That's amazing. So is that the best psychological deterrent that we have in the game? Like for attacking somebody? Um, I mean, Dormammu kind of has it, but it costs two and all that, and it has other effects. Yeah. But people still don't attack Dormammu because they don't want to be pushed. His mm-hmm. is what? Like, it's super good. Yeah, I think it's very good. Uh, certainly, he's going to be rated on that ability for a lot of his character value. And it's any size. Yeah. Both his spender and uh, that ability are any size. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. That is true. And his just his strike can push up to size three. He's basically the answer to Sentinels. Oof. Finally. Bold, bold ha- prediction. Finally. Have, fun, have fun playing with Sentinels for a month and a half. The blob comes how out, does, Parker. How does he counter Sentinels? Because he can push them. With what? Ha ha ha, that tickles. Yeah. Well, why would they attack him, though? And his spender. His spender sends him throwing, sends him flying. Yeah, he, they, he well, not flying. He can okay, push I'm, them. I'm speaking hyperbolically. Yeah, 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 yeah. He can push okay. them. I was just. For everyone else out there, literal. he is not the one answer That's to the why Sentinels. I was confused. Like, he yeah. actually doesn't counter Sentinels. I want to make sure that was clear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, I was these trolling are two Parker. new things. Oh, for God's sake. I'm worried about our listeners. Parker oh. can just deal with it. Like, I don't give. Okay, I care about our listeners. <laughs> yeah, I, I care about our listeners more than Parker. Fair. For a three-point model, uh, I'm really excited about Blob. He's he's yeah. pretty good. I think it's good that Brotherhood finally got a point-costed model that is very good. Like like a solid three-pointer that's like, you know, right there with everybody else. Oh, my God. <laughs> Their models are just so over-costed. Yeah. Look at the average point cost of the affiliation. It's very high. Oh, it is really high. And the mm-hmm. efficiency is just so poor. Their value is, yeah. is just sad. This is actually... I, Go ahead. I actually think if Blob and Toad had come out in the same pack, which we theorized before Brotherhood was spoiled, it would it be the most point efficient box in the entire game for what you get? Like Toad oh, and Blob for five points. Mm-hmm. Man, what that an obnoxious a, That is a high been. stat box. Yeah. yeah I'm not as good sold on Blob as, as you guys are, but I do, I do like him. Yeah. So also, we don't know his taxes card yet. Like, if yeah. I, like Luke Cage was good, and then his. Heroes for Hire made him S tier, right? Like instantly front of the pack of threes. Yep. If he has anything like that, this guy's gonna be insane. Yeah. Right now, I just think he's very solid. Like he's he's upper echelon yeah. three pointer, but he's not like crazy. So out of faction, I would compare him as a as a lizard light. I mean, he has almost yeah. the exact same kit lizard does. He doesn't have a character throw. He doesn't have healing factor, and he pays for dr. Those are all worse, uh, along with two energy defense uh, and a move slow. So there are five I would ways. argue. I would argue that reactive power or reactive damage reduction is far superior to passive damage reduction. Like the amount of damage you're going to actually stop is higher, especially with the prevalence of rapid fire. Like he's actually taking zero from a lot of those. What? No, he no. He's it's been minimum on one. one. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yes. I misread it. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Oh no. It's, gotcha. it, it is notably worse than regular damage gotcha. reduction. So in all five of those ways, he's worth worse than wizard. Okay. The biggest one of those is I think the move. Uh, however. He gets to push people who shoot him. Uh, he mm-hmm. can push, uh, and his spender is really good. Uh, and he can't he can't be pushed off point. So uh, I, I like the fact that they designed two characters that, in my mind, are very similar, but nonetheless will operate very differently on the tabletop. He's very push oriented. I 
I would not be surprised to see him get something like Phantasmagoria, where everybody's pushed <laughs> away and he heals. Uh, I don't know. That seems. I, I really. I was thinking more like a mini Juggernaut card, like a I'm the Blob, and then like he gets to throw something. Mm. Like I want to say, this guy kind of reminds me in a different way of like power level, just a different power level, but like Luke Cage ish. Like he's a three point model that really has scenario presence, really is going to be a thing on the table. And if he had a cool um, tactics card to one of those like go to everybody gets some sort of weird ass taunt slash bodyguard thing or a heal or something, I think he'll what be. What if he got like a good. mind if I cut in card like Rogue God? Yeah. Where, like people have to pay to not attack him. Sure. That could be cool. That's not great, but it, it's okay. Oh, God. <laughs> the card could be all too big to ignore. <laughs> that would be cool. Aaron I, got it. I got it. Uh, I would say, I actually think that he's, I think the, the comparison to Lizard is like really spot on. And for that reason, I immediately thought less of him because I think it lo- uh, And the reason why, here's the reason why, is Lizard is... Um, Lizard with DR and healing factor means he's going to last a lot longer over the course of the game. Anybody with a laser gun at range four, which most laser guns are higher range, most of them, not all of them, a lot of them are, are going to just torch this guy down like he's like he's not there. It's going to be so trivial for a lot of characters. You're, <clears throat> there are a lot of characters with a range four laser guns, and because he's a, because he's a, a three coster, you know it would be better in that scenario to have Lizard, right? Um, I think you're dramatically overrating um, the the value of energy attacks on most people. Uh, or rather, the value of the one defense die. Like, one defense die is not making a huge difference. Obviously, it matters, but it's not like, this is... well, now he blocks zero every time. Like that, He's still got the damage reduction that Lizard has. Right. You're losing one defense die. But think of the tempo of every time you shoot him, you have to make a move action to get back to where you were. But uh, unless li- you're outside of range three, that's so, what I, okay. that's what yeah, I said. Outside of three, yeah, yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. The range four attacks, common energies are range fours. It, a lot of energies yeah. in the game are range fours. There aren't well, that many are they, range three. I guess where are they standing? Like if you're on the middle point, where are they standing? That they're within range four of you, but not within range three. I'm saying if you want to kill him. I'm saying if you just want if you want to kill the blob. With an energy attack or a mystic attack, a lot of them are. Well, mystics are a lot of range threes. But if you want to kill him with an energy attack, and that's what you want to do, his DR is the only thing that's going to help him, and he won't have things like uh, exceptional healing to stop big attacks. He won't have anything. What I'm saying is, I like the comparison to Lizard because against anybody close range, he's so much better than Lizard. If anybody comes to try to like to, to punch him at range one, it he, he's just going to laugh at them like he should. That's what the blob is, right? You try to punch the blob and nothing happens. That's exactly the way he should play. But I think mm-hmm. if you're like, oh man, I'm going to put a blob here on this point and there's no way he can get it. Like, no, absolutely not. There's lots of ways to just kill the blob. Um, but I, I like that. I, I think there's, unlike well, the lizard, where you put a, blo- a lizard on a point and he is like a peg just on the board at that point. You may, you may never get to remove him. But the blob can be killed, but you just can't go try to beat him to death with a somebody with fists or somebody with blades. It's not going to work. I think he's an interesting drop against like Avengers because their answer to a lot of things is Iron Man. And mm-hmm. yeah, Iron Man can do a bit of damage to the blob, but he can't move him. And Iron Man's shtick yeah. is moving shit. Like he's the most obnoxious mm-hmm. person ever. 
Well, again, you just get to within range three of Iron Man, and his option is move backwards and shoot me, or shoot me and get pushed yeah, backwards. Yeah, like I, I, I like so the fact like, he's a good uh, like anti yeah. Iron Man because that Iron Man's so annoying. I mean, Shuri used to be bad. Most people don't play Shuri anymore, but she, he's an answer to Shuri too. Yeah, <clears throat> he's really. I think he's partially an answer to Black Panther. Because oh. Black Panther's got a physical strike that doesn't push him now. Yeah. Oh no. So Black he Panther can is brawl with just, Black Panther yeah. for a long time. Oh no. He just auto. I think he automatically wins Black Panther because he pushes Black Panther away, and he's like, oh, I guess yeah. I pounce back into him and try <laughs> the, again. Well, yeah. The like downside is that he's actually kind of vulnerable to the pounce. He's only a four physical with six points against the pounce. Mm-hmm. Although I guess if he pushes you, if you push him directly away, can't, he can't pounce. I wonder how that would work. If you move into base contact with him. And he punches you. You respond and push him directly away. And he pounces back at you. Geometrically, you should be able to touch your base. Mm-hmm. But if they execute it at all imperfectly, mm-hmm. they don't touch your base. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, if he doesn't, yeah, if he doesn't uh, mm. base you, like, it's a, he's not getting back. Well, not a fan. I, I don't let's... think there's any other time where that exact interaction happens back to back with no other movements happening very often well, and i really don't like that well to be fair hmm. to be fair also i mean it couldn't have happened with dormammu dormammu could do the same thing right so it already could happen with dormammu he well could... he couldn't push dormammu um no let me no see. no but that doesn't matter yeah, dormammu yeah, pushes I'm him thinking. back and then he pounces back on dormammu so that's already that already existed in the game yeah it exists it's just it's really uncommon because and also right. i think dormammu is bad so it doesn't matter but the but the point is i think mm-hmm. now if I, i'm if i'm playing blob or if i'm playing dormammu and my the black panther opponent says i'm going to pounce back into you i'm 100 percent giving them the pounce a t- hit you think so because, yeah because i'm not yes. gonna, because it was it's geometrically impossible he was touching me <laughs> the only way well, the is problem, if somebody yeah. fucked up that's the only way and I'm, i don't i don't i don't want to play with oh well it's not somebody touched to be the clear model i'm not saying somebody or... move the model wrong i'm saying when they go to place their maneuver tool Right. They have to place it at the exact percentage of a degree in the right direction, or they won't touch your base. That's what I'm saying. Which oh. is a is like the geometric impossibility. To actually physically execute it correctly? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I also agree with Parker. That it like should if, be automatic. If my if my opponent was like, I'm going to pounce back, I'm like, great, I'm not even going to move your model. Mm-hmm. That's how I would play that in a real-world situation. Yep. Just leave yeah, your model there, pay the power, and hit me. You're good. So in a pre-measure environment, that's definitely doable. But in a non-pre-measure environment, I think the way they want you to play the game, you're supposed to actually physically execute it. I totally agree. The way the yeah. game is rules as written, and this is you move the model. This is exactly why I'm for pre-measure because it gets rid of this problem. Yeah, because you just put the base down and go. I slide this to the left until it touches you. That's where I'm going. Can you when you leap because you're throwing yourself right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to lock the base in the little curve, so you actually get yes, to leap do. back. Do you? No, yeah. you, you absolutely do. Do yeah? Okay. Throw, throws yeah. and pushes. The only time you do not have to is on an advance. Okay. Or okay. A climb, a climb. That that is an advance. It is not an advance. It's a climbing, move, isn't it? Climbing is an advance. All of them are moves. No, climbing is yes. not an advance. It is. No, I promise. I promise you're not. Oh my God, are we having this discussion? Let's check it. Sure. Oh Lord. This if is not are... news. <laughs> Fine, we'll table it. <laughs> okay. Aaron's right. Do Way to put that hammer down. That's good. <laughs> so That's back to the... Blob. There's only one thing I absolutely hate on his card. That he's fat. You are fucking no. awful. No. 
What's the name of his last innate superpower? Nothing can move the blob. Nothing can move the blob. Yeah. Yeah, it's very misleading. Except you fucking can. Like, holy <laughs> shit. A lot of things. Pretty much. Oh, a lot of things. superpower. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. so Aaron, Aaron, this is clearly just an ignorance argument because you don't know that that's his catchphrase. Well, then, no, no. It's not a statement. It's a catchphrase. Then they should have made it to where nothing could move the blob. No, that's the joke because he does get moved. Like, mm. he, he runs oh. and goes, nothing can move the blob. And then he gets moved. And he's like, oh, he's an idiot. Oh, like, okay. That's the joke. Well, then it's, my It's non- something the character says a lot. Okay. Then my non like Wolverine, se- Like, Wolverine gets called the best at what he does. But he's not really. Like, he's just a dude with knives. Like, he's good at it. He's quite good at it. But he's not, like, the best at stabbing. Aaron's okay. been mad about this God, all keep... day, too. <laughs> he has no. been. You can tell he was <laughs> boiling up on it. He was ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do we have anything else about Blob? I think he's pretty fun. I'm excited to get some games. B plus, A minus. I don't know. He looks good. Uh, should we do hot take analysis on like new releases? Like, oh, I give it a know. 1 I'm, to 10 I'm just, rating? I'm just, I was just giving it a two thumbs up. I think he's cool. Let, let's give it a 1 to 10, and then we'll see how wrong we are in the future. I'll go first. Go. Seven. Six. I was between six and seven, so I'm right there with you guys. Five. Oh, you you got to say a number, bro. Damn it. Um, He's going to say six and a half. No, I'm going to say seven because I think Brotherhood really wants what he brings and the fact that he's yeah. a three. So. Fodder. They really need just fodder, like someone who can stand somewhere and not die for a while. Yeah. So I think, I think because of his affiliation, uh, I think it's a seven. Yeah. Uh, for me, the reason I'm seven instead of six is the future proofing. Any model that has a generic immunity to something is going to age well. I think he's a five right. because I don't. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think we'll actually see him very much, unless he has a tactics card like a Luke Cage tactics card that really dramatically affects the game. I don't think we'll actually see him. Kind of like Lizard, super awesome model at what he does. Great. Still don't see him that often. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I'm personally a big fan because I think this is going to enable the playstyle I like the most, which is take all the big Brotherhood people and then a couple guys to just hold on <laughs> while they win the game for you. <laughs> That's what I need. I, I just need somebody to hold on while I win the game. Brandon, I'd like to propose a an automatic punishment for Parker if he compares another three-point model to Lizard. Can we put that? <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah. Okay, good. Lizard wins the stat war. He was printed to do that. <laughs> However, you can take both. You can't. This guy would definitely be annoying in Sam. How about that? Can we just admit to that? Oh, man. That would feel... Ugh. <laughs> just <laughs> punishing. It's like, all right, what do you got? You got Iron Man? Cool. Wolverine? Cool. <laughs> Sam? Gotcha. Luke Cage? Cool. Lizard? Great. Blob? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck are you doing over there? It's like living. Like, yeah. uh, Kingpin Criminal? He's also a butthole there. Like, he's yeah. like a problem if in Kingpin, several lists. If Kingpin... If people ever realize Kingpin's still good, this guy's gonna be terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> he's pushing everybody off points and not movable by attacks. Yeah, he's a butthole. Parker, uh, I have a comic corner question for you. Is it true that this guy... In different comic lines, like his power level has been all over the place. Yeah, like he's been from random bully thug guy to borderline like Hulk level strength. Mm-hmm. He's like yeah. it's wildly inconsistent, and he's now maybe somebody might be able to 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 
like adjust mm-hmm. me on this. I have I have read so many X Men comics and various varieties of X comics. He's always been like this super way over in the corner bad guy. Like I've never seen him featured as like a main one. I actually had a comic corner ready. The only one I ever saw him be really menacing and dangerous and cool. So there's one where he stood out. But man, he's always just such a you know, he's always such a I guess just he's standing behind Pyro. While Pyro's being like a super electric character, Blob's behind him going, like, he stands there and he he looks down at a small character and goes, I'm the Blob. And then the small character beats the shit out of him. Like, that's what, that's what he is. Like, he's he's, on a tire and beats the fuck out of him. He's like, I'm the Blob. Yeah. Yeah. He is the, like, David and Goliath, right? Like, you don't know anything about fucking Goliath. You just know he always loses to David. Like, that's what he is. He's the perfect Goliath. Like, he's there to be big and dumb and get beat. Right. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Uh, he always reminds me a little bit of like Solomon Grundy from DC, because Solomon Grundy is also all over the place. Like, he could get beat up by Batman, or he could arm wrestle Superman. It depends on the week. Mm-hmm. Like it's anywhere. Currently, uh, uh, Fred is working in the bar on Krakoa. He is the bartender. That on sounds Krakoa. about right. Are you sure he isn't the guy who drives the tractor on Krakoa? Because he seems so... like that kind of guy. Yeah, it's so. Fred Dukes is also like the most like backwoods name for a person yeah. like it's so great all right we better move on before we waste all of our time talking about this um okay uh so currently playing i don't think anything's really changed since last week right nobody uh i didn't um i played a lot of hulkbuster you guys put hulkbuster on that avengers uh leadership thing i've been playing nothing but hulkbuster recently i got to play with the tournament it was a ton of fun that's right I, didn't, I don't need to go through all the games, but I played them exclusively with the Hulkbuster leadership, and the Hulkbuster leadership probably saved me like three health over the entire tournament. It was mm-hmm. not very impactful. <laughs> but how much how much health did it save you because your opponent decided not to throw stuff? Uh, I think it's just because, like, maybe I'm wrong, but throwing in this current meta is really devalued. I have not... Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like my opponent's list always had one throw model, and that's it. And that throw model mm-hmm. was a size, you know, a range, hmm. you know, a, a, a three cost. You can only throw size twos. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe maybe I'm wrong, and everybody's got a throwing model. Malekith does throw things, and I think I would have got a lot of use. I have played Malekith with Hulkbuster and one, and and I got well, enormous I amounts out of that. But specifically against. Um... Malekith, because he throws people a lot, um, I think it's extra valuable because you're stopping one on both sides, right? You're stopping the collision right. from the guy being thrown and then one of the damage on the target. Yes. Um, but I was not getting... I did not save a lot of uh, damage with it. But highlight of the game, highlight of the, the day was definitely um, uh, Hulkbuster just completely bullied a... Um, the researcher scenario with the big one in the middle. Yeah. Like my opponent had all this pushy stuff and none of it worked against Hulk. He could yep. not kill Hulk. He was playing like a super controlly list and it just didn't do anything. Hulk stood there yep. and went zap, 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 zap. And I, I, the game was over by turn three. Yep. It was so excellent. So that's, I, I got to, I got to live some Hulkbuster dreams that Saturday and I haven't got, I haven't got to play since, but it was, it, he is a lot of fun. Cool. All right, uh, so that's going to take us back into our main topic. Uh, if you weren't here last week, I recommend you go listen to the episode because it's part one of this. Uh, we are talking about the different leaders in the game and sorting them into different categories. Uh, primarily, we're focusing on the leadership, not the leader model itself, but just what the leadership and how it impacts the game. 
Uh, so we left off at... Let's go and just run through them real quick so everybody remembers. Uh, we have Meta Benders. We have Sam Wilson. Quality of Life. We have Thor, Prince of Asgard. She-Hulk in Efficiency. And Steve Rogers in Efficiency. Uh, gimmicky Leaders. We have Thanos. And then Blitz Leaders. We have the first of the Black Order. Can I... Uh, Can I say one thing about it after hearing the last podcast? Sure. I felt like gimmick should be last on your list. <laughs> just because I feel like that's like the leftovers. I just I mean, felt we like that. We weren't really sorting them. I know. But I, I know you weren't. But it felt it felt like whole, when I was listening, I was it. like when you were making the list of categories, you're like, let's do this and then gimmick. And then somebody came back and said, oh, what about Blitz? Oh, what about Control? Like they got added on afterwards because gimmick is well, the, no, naturally the last They were one. in no specific order. Right. I it's I I thought there was one. I look for patterns in order. I assume you're professional, Brandon, is what I'm saying. And maybe I shouldn't have. But you're just psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We also have a control category, which hasn't really come up yet. All right. Uh, so moving into next up, we have Magneto. Ooh. Magneto. Yep. Uh, leadership. We have from the ruins, which is just like the fucking best name for leadership, right there. Um, Brotherhood of Mutants leadership. Uh, when a train feature is destroyed after the effect is resolved, choose a number of allied characters equal to or less than the train feature size. Each chosen character gains one power. A character may only gain one power as a result of this leadership per turn. So, um, what is the concept of this? What what is the the goal of this leadership? Do damage, gain power. I would say something along the lines of it's supposed to incentivize you to destroy terrain and de-incentivize your opponent to destroy terrain. I was going to make that second point because it's huge when you're playing against mags. You're like, hey, I want to pick this up and throw it because I don't want you to yeah. throw it. But shit, I'm going to give you power on my turn Yeah, like for both the terrain and the damage it's causing? Like, well, fuck me. Mm. So yeah, that's really good. Okay. Uh, it, again, this is a pretty straightforward leadership, so not too much to get into there. Rules interactions. Uh, there's two things that we have to bring up. Um, first is, um, like we just pointed out, it triggers on your opponent's turn as well as your turn. So your opponent destroying stuff, or you destroying stuff on their turn. For example, if you had Trick or Treat on Green Goblin, which is reactionary power, which your opponent moving, triggers that, which will pop the leadership as well. So it's another way to get more leadership power, which is great. The other one is that the demolition charge thing that um, Crossbones and Sin have doesn't trigger the leadership because it doesn't happen on either player's turn. And the leadership only works on each turn. Okay. That's um, interesting. So game impact. What's the good parts of the game impact for this leadership, guys? It is going to... It, unlike some of the other um, like more power-based ones, it's not going to allow you to have a lot of the very early turns. Unless, I guess... Magneto could just throw a random, you know, signpost, I guess, to give somebody one well, power. Well, he starts the game with effectively two power, so he right. could destroy its size two-piece on his first turn. Right. So it's kind of like he donates his two power to somebody else. It's kind of like an R&D for exactly Magneto, which is kind of cool. Kind of. Um, so what used to be really common is you would throw two lampposts into each other on the first turn. Because the old mechanics were if equal-sized train hit each other, they mm -hmm. both break. So that was a common turn one play previously. It also gets the size ones out of the way, mm -hmm. so it doesn't block later throws, which was kind of convenient. Yeah. Also, he 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 himself has a bigger base, so you might mm -hmm. get stuff out of the way of him if he wants to be yeah. somewhere. Other so. convenient thing is you could throw a size two into a size one, generating three power on the first turn. Wait, 
do you get power for every single thing that breaks as a result? Any time terrain is broken. Oh, that's right. But you just can't yeah. give out. But you can't give yes. one model Each more than Each character has a maximum of one game right. per turn. So that's the, actually the second thing I was going to say is on that turn, if you have something gimmicky, you really want a character just going to use that one extra power. You got to look if you're trying to get a bonus, if you're trying to game for this and you're being strategic about your character choices, you're thinking, OK, what character really wants to start with two? Like Winter Soldier is a good example, or um, uh, maybe Heimdall. Like uh, they're of course Brotherhood. You really, really want to play Brotherhood models and Brotherhood just because they all they feel really good together and they have such great they have some really cool synergies. So um, who would be really cool? I guess Mystique would be kind of interesting because she can actually move and then blow up something up, and so you'd get yeah. more stuff later and potentially hurt people. So. There are, there are some no, characters yeah, in Brotherhood that would like uh I actually kind of like akin this to the Inhuman leadership a lot because you get into a lot of the same situations. You're like, man, this person needs one more power uh-huh. in the middle of the turn to accomplish this cool thing. And you can do that if you design your list well to be able to destroy terrain a lot. Um, Ro- so I like that a lot. Except that it's actually generating power instead of just moving it around. Right. Rogue is a character who loves... She'll spend every power you give her. So... Yeah. Like giving Rogue two power means she can charge turn one and attack somebody, or um, if you could do it later in the turn, even throw some throw something. Like there are some there are some really cool. Oh, I got one like you said with Inhumans. Oh, I got one extra power, so all of a sudden my kit just turns on and I'll cascade into a bunch of things you didn't expect. So this is cool for that mm-hmm. because it's not obvious; it's not readily apparent at the start of the turn. Yeah, and there's a lot of characters like Blob who are like have a three cost throw. That's like, man, if I can only get this, then that generates three more power for my list because I throw that into somebody. Right. It's and so it, it just yeah. starts cascading on itself, and now that everyone has more power, they can afford to do their dynamic abilities, which generates yet more power to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really nice. So, and it's it's worth noting as well that Magneto puts out two, a size two every turn, so you can kind of keep the board less diminished of terrain. Based on this what one, you said, go ahead. which I agree with. Sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. No, 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 no. Have at it. Okay. So I, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, I view this in terms of playstyle as a blitz leadership. Th- there are some turmoil shenanigans you can do. You know the asteroid M, or sorry, Brotherhood. Um, what's the card? Asteroid M is, is, is the it? teleport. Okay, yeah. I was getting the other one, Blackwater confused. Um, Mothership. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can set that up. You can do everything that Parker's talking about. And those are all nice, and you should plan for them. But what I'm really impressed with when I play usually against it, because I haven't played Mags all that, that often, is how well it ramps up in turn two. Because mm-hmm. of everything you're talking about. It feeds itself. Unlike Inhumans, which just moves stuff around, it turns on a power-generating machine that then kicks out damage and displacement. The problem, though, is uh, there are many games I've played against Mags where end of turn three, there isn't shit around anywhere near him anymore. Yeah. Uh, and if you have the ability to, to teleport, then great. But if not, if you've already used your, your Asteroid M, uh, your power generation can fall off a cliff. So I really think Mags and the leadership is designed to ramp up and really push the gas hard turns two and three um, and either win or, or kind of die trying. Yeah, I definitely understand that logic train. It, they definitely feel like a win-fast type of army. Like, they're heavily attrition-based. They do lots of damage. Um, they're kind of a run-downhill. I definitely see that. Um, can anyone tell me some bad stuff about this leadership? Obviously, you hinted at that one that it's kind of got a time limit to it when it stops being so good and becomes back down to earth. It generally costs power to make power. Somebody has to spend... Um... It's a proactive leadership, yeah. for sure. You have to be trying to make it work. 
Oh, I, I like your point there, Jeremy. Cost cost you power because mm-hmm. a lot of people think, oh, Inhumans, you don't actually gain power because you have to spend one on one model to give it to another. But for this one, you're like, well, if I spend two on Mystique to blow up a size two, then I haven't really gained a lot of power. I just I spend some on Mystique and give it to other people. Yeah, uh, Mystique is cost three up to size three. But yes, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Hmm. So. But if, sorry, if Magneto threw a size two by spending two, for example. And to get it, I mean, look, you you have to spend on a six-point leader, which means your list is kind of truncated off of that. Um, that That's a negative sometimes. It depends on what you're doing, but sometimes that, that can be a negative. Okay. Uh, so Aaron's already voted for Blitz, I believe. Uh, does anybody disagree with Blitz? Have another vote? I vote efficiency. So you don't think it's particularly an early game leadership? I think I, I do agree with Aaron that it becomes much worse as the game goes on for sure. That is true. But I do not think I, 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 don't, I don't think it I don't think you get what's the best way to put it. I think it is unparalleled by the amount of power it generates by turn three. Like I don't think anyone is gonna be remotely close to you in the amount of power they put on the board. Uh Cabal and A Force will outrace you to the late game, I think. But for like end of turn three, how much power did your leadership generate? I've broken 20 fairly easily. Just out of curiosity, do you have to do that with a certain model set in order to make it work? Or does Magneto himself do enough? I don't think so. Uh, Magneto puts a lot on the board. Uh, Just the deterrent of your opponent not wanting to throw little stuff actually goes a long way, which means they're only throwing with their big guys, which makes stuff like Brace or uh, Force Projection on Magneto, things that reduce incoming throw damage, much more efficient because you're only using it on really big stuff. Um, so it is. I just so had one other thing to say um, that wasn't made crystal clear. The difference between this one and Inhumans and A Force is this is controllable by you, the player. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't yeah, have proactive. to do with what your opponents are doing. You you can set your turn up and say I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and have this much power. You can do that every turn. I would so, say I would say Inhumans is also the definition of that, but yes, you're right. Inhumans is proactive, but it, I don't think it's a. I think it's still in the realm of efficiency. I would say because it's all about yes. getting exactly the right amount somewhere. Right. As where Brotherhood feels much more greedy. Okay, it's so like, then they... I'm. I want this. I want as much power as I can possibly get at the cost of other things. So that sounds like Blitz. Then I think I think we're yeah, gonna, yeah I'm we're voting gonna Blitz. for Blitz. Um, and back to kind of what you someone asked about the um, do you have to take specific characters? I don't think you really have to, but the the nature of some of the characters in their affiliation are just exceptionally good at it. Like a juggernaut, for example, he can clean up the side terrain with his push himself thing that generates a bunch of power for the rest of the list. You're basically turning the the train that is normally unused in the game into resources, mm-hmm. which is really nice. You're basically burning the table. For power which is really fun i would agree I'll, I'll go with blitz as well i like efficiency but i think blitz is better yeah all right next up we have mystique mystique's leadership is freedom force this is actually one of the more fun and interesting leaderships i think we have in the game um once per turn after an allied character interacts with an extract objective token after all effects are resolved the character gains one power Additionally, allied characters may use the following interact ability. Interact secure objective token. Place a token on this objective. While the token is in play, 
you are securing the objective. Remove all tokens if an enemy character contests this objective token. You may only have one token in play at a time as a result of this leadership ability. So, what is the goal of this? What is the what is the intent? Keep your power, right? A little bit, yeah. Definitely uh, refunding power on extracts is very cool. It gives you a huge early game advantage. Um, mm-hmm. Like the very early. We, we used to talk about how... Um, is what's the what's the X Men card that does something very similar to uh, first, first class? First class, that's right. It's not to be my X Men. That's the thing I wanted to say too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we used to undervalue first class until we saw it played. We're like, oh man, you could do some really cool stuff at the very beginning of the game when your opponent has not enough resources to start doing things to um, to points, and all of a sudden you just do because you're getting all these cool refunds. It is. It doesn't look like a lot until you play it on you know on your very first turn. You get to do so much more than your opponent does. It's it's useful when you're when you have objectives stacking on top when extracts are stacking on top of um, flips it it feels great. Yeah. I think it's a really good mirror to uh, the X Men card for that exact reason. It lets them kind of stay in that exact same game. It helps with a lot of not just turn one but turn two. So Okoye, you know, someone who doesn't see a lot of play right now, but if you have Okoye in your list to be a bodyguard, you cannot pick up an objective with Okoye on turn one. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. she doesn't have power to bodyguard turn two, and that's why you brought her. Yeah. So you've got this two-point mm-hmm. model that you would love to just you know, pick up an objective and babysit some stuff, uh, but you can't. Uh, I don't know how many times I've done that myself, right? Pick and up then the next turn you go, and I'm like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Will you please hit a Koye so then I can bodyguard? My opponent's like, no. Yeah, um, let me get on that. So Mystique solves that. So it's not just turn one. It's it's how it, your entire uh, squad is set going into turn two. Um uh, side point, yeah. very relevant. Chargers have the exact same issue. Like, yep. Like a uh, rogue doesn't can't pick anything up on turn one because she has to charge on turn two. It's yeah. It's actually very annoying. If you really think about your turn one, is is achieving parity or greater with the objective scenario and setting your models up in the position and the power state to do what they need to in turn two. There are only a few leaders that can make that happen, and she's one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. All right, so moving into uh, rules interactions, um, I don't think there's really anything specific I want to talk about here. Uh, so we've been talking about the good a little bit. What are some other good game impacting things this allows? Let's talk about the secure version a little bit. It allows you to put the entire force of your army into someone else mm-hmm. instead of having mm-hmm. to babysit a point. So mm-hmm. whereas you might have a two-point model not doing anything, you can actually play maybe another four-point model because you don't have to babysit stuff. You can just move past it. Yeah, it can change yeah, it change your list building because you're like, oh, yeah. man, I really need to have enough guys to contest all these. You're like, no, you don't. You can just play some really impactful models. Um, they're going to be you know, moving and shaking the whole board. Yeah, it, it, it was way more important and impactful in the meta when she first came out, but there was a lot of D deployments getting used back then yes. or, or Echo deployments. And people were designing squads around having a two-pointer to leave in the back. Like, they'd take Rocket or somebody else, or like Wong, somebody who could do stuff while not engaging, and um, really leverage the rest of their force. Well, she can just turn that, like Jeremy was saying, turn that two-pointer into upgrading a three to a five. And that's a huge difference 
of the three or five staying on a point up on the front line. You, you know, that sounds really good on early game on D, but you know what's even better at? Any objective on turn five and six. When the, yeah. model, when the model count gets really low, and you're like, oh shit, I really need my five-pointer to go from this side of the board to the other side of the board. <clears throat> Juggernaut can do that. So, yeah. like, all of a sudden, Juggernaut says, okay, this is going to be me, and now I'm going to go all the way from this side of the board to the other side of the board and start affecting the main fight. Um, so when you're, if your models start wrapping up fights and there's nothing else left there on turn five and six, and now you're continuing to score those. And then yeah. that, that really expensive model that you counted on to finish that fight gets to go finish another fight as opposed to just standing there. It's, uh, it feels really about, good later. How about this for you guys? You guys remember, uh, Terrigen and Mayor Fisk mm. where you have to take damage every round to contest. How about you just don't? Like, yeah. if your opponent's not standing on it, like, if you can clear it or, like, have that side of the board unaffected, just put a point on it and stand near it. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take that free damage every turn. Like, I'm just going to, like, be nearby in case it needs me, but that's just free. I'm not getting stunned and poisoned and shit. Yeah. A lot of times when people play those scenarios, they'll tend to do, like, a refuse flank kind of situation to force you to split a guy off to go stand over there. It's like, I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to have my whole force here fighting you, but I'm getting free points and you're not. That's pretty cute. Yeah. I got uh, I got the bad now. Are you guys ready? Do it. L- let me know if I miss anything. Uh, these are almost all rule interactions, and so this is why I've been waiting for the rule stuff. Uh, first and most obvious, um, there are extract missions you cannot interact with and pick up. Like, for example, Researcher. Uh, this leadership does absolutely nothing on that, on that mission, which is really sad. Uh, and then there's also blue missions that you don't get anything for contesting. In fact, there's a lot of them. There's like three. <laughs> and so it is entirely possible to play like Meteors and Researcher and not have a leadership, which is really fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the many reasons that I did not like her when she first came out. Uh, there's one more that I was thinking of. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, you cannot place a new token if you have one in play. Uh, effectively, you cannot transfer this token to another objective. You It must first be removed by your opponent, and then you can place a new one. So decide very carefully where you put it. You can't put it on the back point, and then later on, when you think they're going to go contest it, move it. You have to wait for them to actually remove it before you place the new one, because you can only have one in play at a time. It's a very so interesting... Those, in my opinion, our, I think she has a really strong leadership. Except for these three big negative points. If it wasn't for that, I think she would be very high up as a leader, not just as a solid three pointer. Mm-hmm. Out of, so, uh, do you want to know the uh, the rules interaction that makes me not one? play Mystique at all? Ooh, is there another one? Go for it. I'm I'm excited. Well, I just thought about this, so maybe. So hit me. I have Toad playing Mystique. Mm-hmm. You have Mystique playing Toad. I'm going to uh, place my token down to secure the objective. Yeah, and, and then uh, your toad is going to go within two and be able to interact with that secure. No, no, no. It's only if he contests it. I know. Without okay, contesting it. So he is not going to force the removal of my token, but he's going to put his down. And now both people are securing at the same time, Ooh. which is an impossibility in Marvel. The game just breaks. Oh, yeah, because it doesn't say you are contesting. It says you are securing. Yep. I just broke uh... the game. What happens if two people secure? You can't. You cannot. The I'm laws of physics can. clearly explode. Oh, uh, do you both score it? I think you both score it. 
That is true. You would both secure it yes! and score it. Double Amazing. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> We're both going to score two points off the middle gamma every game. <laughs> the middle gamma. That is amazing. Uh, well, okay. we both score the back gammas. <laughs> We're getting three free points around. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. I have to hold on. I have to type this down. Uh, or I on the prize also causes this interaction theoretically, but it's way less easy. Um, I have to make a note. Um, Mystique Toad Double Secure. I'm going to check the rules form at some point and make sure that that's not on there yet. And then we can lay claim to fame. We, we broke the game. <laughs> no, we didn't break it. We just forgot how to both score and gamma at the same time. Yeah, I don't think it's actually broken. I think it works. It so works fine. It's, just, it's functional. It was just both people would score that objective. Okay, so you're playing gamma. She gets it or whatever, puts a token on it. Great grand. And Toad does what for him to get it? So Toad interacts at range two, but yeah. only contests at range one. Yeah. Her leadership gives you the ability to interact with secures. Oh, to so place your a token Toad down. puts one on there too. So yeah, yeah. So your oh, okay. both Toads put a token, put their token on the same That's secure cute. while neither is contesting it. So both Brotherhood players playing Freedom Force with a model that interacts at range two can score the same secure. The, the first contest, player doesn't contest. have to have Toad. They can just put the token down and leave with anyone. They would have to then move away, but yes. The exactly. second model would have to be Toad. Or eyes yeah. on the prize and anyone. Or anyone who doesn't contest. Like, I think Wolverine can interact, but I don't think he can contest. I think there are models that do that. I'm not sure if Wolverine is the one, but I know there are people that can interact but cannot contest. I think it's, uh, I want to say Green Goblin. Let's check. Parker, can you check that? Somebody? What, do we, what do we need? Uh, I'm looking for models that don't contest but can interact. I think Wolverine on the backside or Green Goblin on the backside are one of them. Can't contest. But yeah, don't do contest interact. objectives, but may interact. Goblin cannot that. I didn't interact. Know there was such a thing. Yeah, I didn't okay. think there was such a thing. I thought they all the models that can't contest can also not interact. I, didn't I think, think Wolverine, was... maybe Wolverine can hold objectives? Uh, I don't think so. Can you so. just check Wolverine for me? I'll look. Can't possibly be a positive they, thing. They both say do. cannot interact yeah. with or hold. Can't not interact or hold. Okay. They all, every single one says but can't they interact secure? Or hold. Yeah, they can contest. Okay, that must be what I was. Yes, thinking. they can, can all contest. contest. So it's backwards. Got it. Okay. Hmm. Well, actually, no, because Nebula. I don't think Nebula can contest. Right? Nebula can't do any. Yeah. Nor can Honey. Badger. I know she can't contest because that was like a whole thing where she can never be affected by the Brotherhood leadership. <laughs> or not, sorry, the uh, Shadowlands leadership, which is funny. Yeah, so ankle biter. Yeah, honey badger also cannot be affected. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So where do we put mystique? Um, I want to say like quality of life, but I want to say there should be like a utility category. So you have we have a control category, but I'm pretty sure the only reason you play mystique is either you're playing brotherhood, you have mags, and you can't drop him. Like she, no, no. There's there are times you play Brotherhood and you use her leadership when sure. you're playing Mags, or yeah. you really want to lean heavy into a scenario play. Yeah, right. So I think there are some leaders uh, who are defined by early scenario play, and she's one of them. So I don't know if also, that's control or scenario like, is a new category. 
I think you could call that blitz if if she's trying no, to get an early lead. But it's not that. I think it's. But we just talked about how it's not. It's not a. It's like a reversed bell curve, right? It's weaker in the mid game, but it's stronger in the early and the late. I would actually say she's an efficiency piece because I, she's giving I like efficiency. efficiency. I don't know if it's as good late as you think it is. Oh, I think it'd be amazing to be able to drop a. a have token. you played it? What's that? Have you tried it? I have not got to play her. Okay. No, so maybe I'm wrong because. Brotherhood doesn't have that opportunity. The, the problem late in the game, but... I find is in the late game, everyone's standing next to each other, and so you can't actually contest anything. Like you dro- go over and drop your token on something, but like everyone's right there, or like it's either one player ha- is running away with scenario, and it doesn't matter, or it's close enough that everyone's standing on top of each other because it's the only way they can contest. Well, I, I, I mean, yeah, if you're picturing Gamma or something like that, yes, but I'm talking about like. Uh... A B scenario, for example, or a C scenario, where you've got yeah, I understand what you're saying. I'm I'm just saying that in my experience with her in the late game as a leader, you get into situations where if if you can just like contest a far away objective, you're already doing that. Like I don't think it actually matters in the late game. I think it matters in the middle game because when the fight's actually happening and it's pivotal, you're getting free points and your opponent isn't, and so okay. you're either building an insurmountable lead. Or it doesn't matter. All right. Does that make sense? Sure. So, like, at the point you get to the, like, turn five, it's decided, is, I think, my point. So that's why I don't think it's a good leadership late. It's good because you've built this lead, but it doesn't do anything at that point. Like, you being having a point that's not contestable isn't relevant on this turn. It was relevant for the last four. Okay. That That's kind of my experience, and that doesn't mean it's the only way it works. I'm just giving my experience. Still on efficiency. I think it has to be efficiency. I unless we want to come up with a new like utility or support or scenario based, like we could change gimmick to say scenario oriented leaderships. And mm, just put I think it's super powerful for efficiency, man. Like your first couple turns, you you get the power. Like that's what it's for. You don't have to spend your dude to contest the early game. Like I think it's mm. just efficiency. Well, how about this? Let's let's talk about this last topic on her real quick before we move on. Is she simultaneously incentivizes you to go narrow and wide because she's giving you an extra con- secure contester, but she's also refunding the power of everyone who picks up an objective. And so she's actually surprisingly flexible in that way. I imagine that when I first started playing her, she was the go wide leader and Magneto was the go tall leader. But I found it was actually either way. It doesn't matter what you take with her because she... She's kind of like having the... She's kind of like... Um, what's his name? Uh, New Red Skull 2, where he gives you a free contester that you can like stand on a back point or go do something with. It's similar to that, except he does it through grunts and she does it through leadership. Sure. I mean, if if you think about it, the whole Magneto moves up, gets uh, you know puts the token on his point, moves up again. Who's going to come near that goddamn point? Like, that's not happening. So the rest of the game, while Magneto's alive... He basically is affecting the table, and he's also holding a point, possibly two. Yeah, like I don't know. That's if, something but, no one but else can do. It's not him though. Like you're you're interacting with it with like Toad or Mystique, right? Sure. sure. And so he's not spending but, the power. But yeah, I understand what you're defending the space with Magneto. Yes. yes. So I, I think if you have Magneto, you're probably running taller than your opponent. And if I'm your opponent, I'm going to take my long mover and just double long move them onto that point as my last move in turn three, four, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Take the point that is now uncontested from you, and and flop a, you know a a secured my way, which is at least a two point swing if not more. So 
I think her leadership late game is a double-edged sword. It can be great. It could also bite you. Okay. So it sounds like we've got a lot of arguments for efficiency and a lot of arguments for creating some kind of new category. Who's against efficiency? How about that? I'm relatively agnostic. Okay. So no one cares. Is efficiency. Jesus, efficiency. efficiency. I care. It is an efficiency. Okay. I thought you were voting against efficiency. No. That's why I was asking. Okay. Oh, Lord. There you go agreeing again and fighting about it. Apparently. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I actually didn't fight. Are you married? <laughs> I I didn't fight. I, I laid down. <laughs> you laid down. <laughs> the fleshy part of your belly was exposed. Yes, I rolled over quickly. All right. Next up, we have Malekith. For anybody wondering what order we're going in, it's alphabetical, obviously. Alphabetical by affiliation. I was gonna say. Uh... Shut up. <laughs> Although we did have like two M's, three M's in a row, which was convenient. Magneto, Mystique, Malekith. Mm. All right, uh, so we have the Dark Council Cabal affiliation. When this character or an allied character dazes or KOs an enemy character, choose another non-dazed allied character. After the effect is resolved, the chosen character may remove one damage, gain one power, and advance short. A character can be affected by this leadership ability only once per round. All right, uh, so rules interactions. Is there anything we need to cover? Um, Aaron, you've played him the most, I think. I think Jeremy has now. False. He's played three games. Oh what? my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh lord. That's how. You, that's how you get him. Uh, I. I don't think I've. I've maybe I played him in Cabal. A very few times. I really splashed. Oh, him. that's right. You were playing him in like uh, Avengers, Dark Dimension, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dark Dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get affiliated. Well, I guess I'll just <laughs> spend eight points. This is yeah. the second. G- it was a, it is the it's the cheapest, right? Oh no, second cheapest leadership is 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 Tormabus. Right. It's over to you, Jeremy. What are your thoughts? Good lord. Gives you power, uh, allows your character to move, and you also heal. Um birthday balloons, cake, Christmas time. I don't it gives you everything. I've, the point you, is you get your when cat you murder, tiger and you get to play it too. Yeah. You murder and then presents fall from the sky. Like the fact that it was, like, better than Sam's leadership kind of blew me away. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Absolutely controllable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane. I don't think yep. it's better than Sam's leadership. Strictly better. Yeah. It, Sam probably gets, like, a 6 out of 10. This is a 9. Like, not even. It's not even remotely comparable. You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're very comparable. Um, But, I mean, yeah, like, it does everything. I, I don't know. What what is it missing? One of your characters resurrects, like yeah, you automatically score all victory points that are on the table. Like I don't, I think you should yeah. get an amount of victory points equal to the chosen character's threat value. What, how's that? That sounds fine. That too. <laughs> also like, that. Here's a point, Thanos. I day somebody. I get eight victory points. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're like, oh my god. Yeah, equal so, to the chosen character's threat. Oh. So here's here's my two cents. Um, it's a win more leadership. And when it works, it really works. That's how I differentiate it from Sam. Sam is a reactionary leadership that helps you set your team up, get back in the game, uh, react to your opponent days in your model. If you're playing Malekith and you have a great turn with Malekith and his team, it just gets better and better and better. Uh, on the other hand, if you're planning to have a great turn and you go in and you whiff your attack with Malekith, shit happens. Nothing. So um, it's a little bit as much as, I was going to say, dicier. Uh, just to have a completely ineffectual leadership if things don't go your way. 
Um, I I know I'm just of this mindset in general. I would much rather have a proactive leadership than a reactive leadership. Although I understand that obviously doing shit on your opponent's turns always nice. My thing and there are different play styles, but the thing is, when you say proactive leadership, I actually I, I don't know about that because you do have to like you do have to kill people. I know like part of the point of the faction is that the whole faction has been identified a long time as the get up and kill you faction. They have so many things that make that happen really consistently, which is why I think this is a really good leadership for Cabal specifically, because it, it fits in with their identity very well. They, they didn't, a lot of like uh, affiliations and the, sorry, a lot of leaderships end up giving the affiliation a lot of uh, their identity. This one is the opposite. They, they made a leadership for the affiliations identity already. So I think it's kind of cool. That being said, I don't know how consistent it is. I, I agree with Aaron. The idea that you have to kill someone in order to get the thing, if you're counting on it, you're like, man, I really need this character to heal one, or rather, not, probably not that, but I really need this character to gain one power and advance yeah. short. That's actually not something you can guarantee at all with this. Yeah, leadership. like, I need Malekith to charge in here, daze this guy, so that Modok can get a free move to get into range to do this. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, you're trying to set up plays like that, usually. Yes, but that... that that means that you could easily have your whole thing fail. Whereas as opposed to another faction like a uh, brotherhood, when we talked about this one, that yes, you're not going to get a short move, but I can guarantee you when I activate, I'm going to give some people some power. They'll have it. This one. I cannot guarantee that not even close to guarantee that. I mean, yeah, it's not guaranteeable, but it's so proactive. You're making a choice to trigger it as where uh, Sam's is completely reactionary. Uh, but I think it's Sam, passive. Sam's feels like your opponent really has to worry about it all the time and can be considerate of what Sam's going to do with it all the time. Whereas this one, it's almost like when it happens, you're like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I get to do this also. It's not something I would ever make part of my Cabal Malekith strategy every turn. I wouldn't go into it going, oh man, well, I'm going to get at least two or three procs of my affiliation. Like, no, I, I, I can't plan for it because it could never happen. So I need to just play the game and if it does i might get more of an advantage the definition of win more you've just described all plans in the game no (laughs) no. obviously dice are dependent on like you know you're gonna try and do stuff and then sometimes it'll work sometimes it won't like that's obviously true like i agree with you on that but i mean there's but but there are some leaderships that have none of that like there's yes there are this is this is not a binary leadership you don't just spend one to trigger it right i get that right so that's why i I do not consider it proactive okay so it happens accidentally and you have no power over it. Yeah, I, I think so. I, th- I think it happens okay. if you're lucky. Okay, Jeremy. I disagree. After that discussion, for the person who's played it the most often, what, what's your final assessment? Um, it's a win more situation. I, again, I, I don't think you need it um, a lot of the times, but it's, uh, what do we say? The it, It's just nice most of the time. I, I, I'll just say this. If, if you're playing Malekith, your plan is to kill them 90% yep. of the time, right? Like, obviously you're going to try and score points and not die at the same time, but your goal is to kill people. Like, you're playing the, the attrition piece, yep. you're going to try and kill people. They do, yeah, they get dazed and KO'd by what you're doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, just like Sam, you look at the board and go, okay, well, I have six characters. I'm probably going to get somewhere between five and ten leadership procs throughout the game, and I'll use those as efficiently as I can when they happen. I think it's the same for this. If your opponent has eight health bars worth of models, then you're going to expect to trigger at least three to five of them to get your leadership three to five times. And so you'll obviously use them to the best of your ability when they come up. And so I think that it's it's very impactful to the game. 
I think it's very good. Yeah. I think it's it ends up being a, a quality of life type thing because you can't count on it. Um, but when you get it, things get really, really good really fast. I mean, almost insurmountably good a lot of times, depending on what models you're using. But it's not necessary for the seven-point model that it's attached for to ever have that trigger. That doesn't really matter. It will trigger, but it's not necessary. I mean, Dark Rain is a part of Cabal. Like, there's cards that are a part of Cabal that can make it happen, essentially. Okay. Uh, are there any downsides to this leadership other than the obvious, you know, you have to actually daze or KO somebody? I mean, if all your opponents run away with all their models, uh, you'll <laughs> never trigger it. I don't know. I mean, with the advents of grunts, I mean, it's obviously much easier to get triggers than it would have been in a previous meta. Um, it's attached to a seven-point leader. I mean, as yeah. as much as you want priority, and that'll usually happen, and that's kind of the game plan, um, it's a seven-point model. Like, it puts you in a bit of a corner. Your opponent kind of knows what your list is going to look like. What they can do about it is a whole other thing, but it's very predictable, like, what's going to happen. So it's... Can you imagine how good this would be if it didn't say other model? <laughs> Dude. Like you could charge in with Malekith, double tap somebody, KO them, and then back up. <laughs> like, it'd be so good. You have a portal for that. Don't worry. It's it's there. <laughs> yeah, you, have, you just don't worry. <laughs> it's there. Fuck me. <laughs> it's so sick. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, it has very few negatives. It, it's an impact of the game that, like, generally will happen. And when it does happen, it's loot pinata like you hit it and like great yeah. things fall out okay uh is there anything else anybody else to say about this before we give it a category final thoughts all right does anybody disagree with blitz uh yeah i never play okay. it like that i was i was gonna call it quali- it's not a win more i was calling it a quality of life like it's just okay it's helpful but it's not something you're just like you're like counting on it's not something that's going to push you over the top it's just it's helpful because in cabal it should happen but so you're saying that it's do you guys all agree does everyone think it should be quality of life because i view anything that's like a win more like try and like twist the knife sweep the leg kind of finish the job is going to be in blitz like it's that's how i see it i I think i agree with parker because it's not always about damage like i remember last Mm -hmm. game against jeremy uh, he used it to move Modok to get damage, and then after Modok damaged, he used it to move Mal back onto the point for the objective. So you're using it to accomplish <laughs> all your different goals that are not all murder. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think I think I agree with Parker. I think it's quality of life. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what I said initially. If there's, I mean, it helps you with scenario. It helps you with it. It keeps your models alive. Like it helps you with so much. It gives you movement when movement is so rare in this game anymore. Quality of life feels good. Okay. Next up, we have Red Skull. Johann Sebastian Schmidt. This is uh, the master... this is the OG, right? The OG. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's Johann Schmidt. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, only well... one of these models is out, Parker. You're right. Each time an allied character damages an enemy character with an attack, after the attack is resolved, the attack character gets one power. Man, if there was ever a simple leadership that didn't have a lot of interaction shit going on. <laughs> nice. Talk about a flood of power. 
You just get a the flood. number of times I've had to explain to somebody that Bullseye does not get this power because he sucks is ridiculous. <laughs> like, they're always like, "Yeah, I do one auto damage on my attacks." I'm like, "That's not what your ability says." <laughs> I was about to ask, power. "Is there any rules questions with this?" But apparently, there are. Yeah, was, Bullseye. I mean, it, it is. It's like what position, what orientation is the car in after I throw it? That's the question. Like, <laughs> like fuck me. Like, I don't know what to say. It's like read the ability again. Okay, all right. Just leave. Like I can't help you. Like, the, you. That's the that's the like fucking step you have to step over to get into the school. Is what what orientation is the car in after you throw it? That's the that's how we weed them out. It's like hmm. trying to understand the difference between climbing and advance. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this one is anything that does damage doesn't proc this. Anything that is an attack and damage and procs this. But if you throw somebody as a result of your attack. That doesn't proc this, for example. Um, yeah, it has to be damage from the attack, not an effect of the attack. Right. So yeah, you're you're flooded with power. Like you just completely get flooded. They get they get a silly amount. Now see, I you say that, but I actually think they just get kind of topped off, unless you're playing like a rapid fire model. Rapid fire models just go nuts with this. They go absolutely. I actually over the top. I actually think that's the bad part. Is it's actually like so redundant with multiple attackers. Yeah. That's just worthless. Like, I th- does Bucky could Bucky even use that much power? Yes, he absolutely yes. does. <laughs> could he? Yeah. Yes. Like, sure, you move every time you attack. Whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, oh no! Like, oh, like, God. How he I climbs over okay, seven models. Hi- what is it? Yes. Hold on. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Do what? What did you say? I have he bunny can- hopped over four models in one turn with Bucky. It was an amazing. Bunny hopped over four models, shot a model. Bunny hopped all the way back, shot another model. And then Bunny hopped his, his way all the way back. His, spin, well, why his spinder is shoot that guy first? 37 like, that power sense. worth of movement. Okay, so I want you to know, Brandon, your your example model you chose was a bad example model. But there are <laughs> I rebels. don't think so. There are, I actually don't think so. No, no, like, you're wrong. The situation you'd have to be in to use that much power on Bucky would just be ignorant. No, like, no like, it's, like, it's 100% false. Why? I, I like, have, you have to have like four models in a line in I a have, small area. Like, I, what's the point? I can tell you, I've played, I've tell you, I've played Bucky in every single game I've played for the past nine months. I don't think I ever have put Bucky down once. And you can absolutely use 10 power on Bucky every time. It works. No, I, I think you could use 10. I don't think you can use the 35 you would generate with his leadership. <laughs> uh, but the problem is, you it also works on your opponent's turn. He's just sitting there, and your opponent is mad because Bucky still has 3 power to shoot them back. I think I think you absolutely can use it. But there are... Sin, I think Sin is, a, Sin is a great example of a model that cannot use all that power. She gets, yeah. she gets in power and literally can't use it. There's nothing she can do with it. For example... Mm. I understand Bucky in certain situations could use a silly amount. I find I never run out of power with Bucky as it is. And so, like, you are in such a weird position to try and use that. Like, it's, yes, it's a bad example because he theoretically could infinitely spend power if he's just next to two people. But, like, it's not quality power. Like, you're just wasting it at that point. Like, I think uh, another cool model that's rapid fire that gets used to this is, like, Domino, for example, because then she's going to turn all of her stuff, all of her... Uh, uh, fails are going to turn into crits always like there are, there are some rapid fire models uh hood is another one in cabal that he will definitely use all that power defensively and for healing and for using his his cool spender so like there are a bunch of rapid fire models that love red skull's power because they're going to get to do their whole kit no matter what for people that don't just play rapid fire models um <laughs> there's other models too there are <laughs> I know. 
I know. <laughs> but like beams. Um, beams. Any sort of beam that's a gainer. Um, and God help you if it's an actual builder like, uh, oh, what's his face? War Machine. That one, he's just all of a sudden up. He has 10 power. Like he's done. <laughs> it's just full all the way up. It's fine. But for War Machine, then it's like, how do you spend it? For like characters like Vision, that's really cool, right? Because he's like, I do one beam, and now I do all the things. Like, it's like, he okay. beam, and then he does his hate attack. Which and I'm is gonna the throw most you. gnarly attack in like the whole game. Speaking of that, really awesome spenders, you'll get one power back. That's really cool <laughs> stuff, too. It's true. Like, really awesome spenders like Vision, well, he'll get a power back after he does it, which is not mm-hmm. nothing. It's it's actually beyond not nothing that that literally has resurrected terrible characters with this leadership. Like mm-hmm. Hella started getting play because of Master of Evil for a while. Right. Uh, there's right, just there's just some models that used quick. to be. There, I feel like what I'm about to boil over here. I'm going, Aaron. How do you want me to send you these screenshots? <laughs> screenshots of what? Uh, climb being in advance. Mm. I'll just put them in here. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, move on. This is back to what you're saying. <laughs> you just could you're like you just literally have been scrolling the rule book. Nice, nice. Um, I looked at the oh whatever. There, there have also been some. Oh, so you do you're wrong. Okay. No, no. <laughs> okay, hold on. We got a time out now because we're, <laughs> we're gonna, gonna do it. We're gonna Let's confuse all of our Let's listeners. Do it. So a climb is not an advance. They are it separate movement functions. No. You're thinking a move. A climb is not a move. They are different. No, a... But a climb is an advance. It follows the advance rules. Oh, my God. I already deleted my rules I had up because I figured I didn't move. Okay. (laughs) Page 16. There are several Mm -hmm. ways a character can move. Five of them, in fact. Advance, climb, throw, Mm -hmm. push, and place. Those are the Mm -hmm. five different movement functions in the game. The reason they're separate are because if your character is ever advanced... Uh, by means of a superpower, you may not be uh, quote-unquote advanced on top of a larger terrain than you are, even if you move the short movement tool length, because that is a climb, not an advance. So I think that's why it's important for people to understand the difference, because for the longest time, I played it wrong. Like, I was just, well, just move you up here short. Like, uh, actually, they are separate keywords, advance and climb. Mm -hmm. And you knew that, but we're just playing games. But I don't want to confuse yeah. uh, everyone listening. Yeah, it's semantics. Important semantics. Mm-hmm. Good lord. All right, so back to where we were. Red Skull uh, used to, and still can, activate some characters that demand power with their attacks, like Captain Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel got a power discount, so now uh, folks like Captain America yeah. are better. But it used to be like Cap was by far the most inefficient way to activate Captain Marvel and keep her rolling. It was actually Red Skull. Yes. So mm-hmm. um, other characters... Well, assuming you dealt damage, but yeah. Right. Other characters that really like spending their power constantly, like uh, Carnage, for example. Like there's a bunch of there are a bunch of cool characters that really like to continue spending their power as they're attacking. Um, gives them cool benefits. So... He turns so, like sinister is only playable with Red Skull. Oh, I think the it's not true, but it is definitely one of the leaders you can definitely play him with. Mm-hmm. I think there's three places for him. It's Brotherhood, Cabal, and Inhumans. But it has to be somebody who has like damage on a stick or power on a stick for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's not just power; it has to be power that's usable on attacks, which is which takes you out of 
uh, X-Men somehow because it's actually completely useless with X-Men, <laughs> which is very infuriating because that's literally the leadership's ability. Um, but yeah, it doesn't work with Steve or anything like that. Uh, Parker, I'm actually in your camp on like this one like you were with uh, the proactiveness of um, Malekith. Like, Malekith's leadership's going to trigger at some point, and it's up to you to use it as best you can, and you're going to make the choice to try and trigger it, which won't always work, but it'll work a lot of the time. People think this just means all of your attacks give you a power, and that's right. not what it says. Yeah. You fail, uh, like, 30 to 40% of the time, you won't cause damage. Yeah. And people just think, yeah, I get two power a turn. I'm like, you're not even attacking twice a turn, you fucking idiot. Like, I get yeah. so mad. People are like, yeah, it's just 10 free power every game. I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, you don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, I get so furious. And they're like, yeah, it's like my character will just, like, Carnage just gets extra power. It's like, that's not... No. I've failed to deal damage so many times with Carnage, like you don't know. Uh, another thing about this is it, it this whole leadership is really vulnerable to control. Like any way for your opponent just to stop you from attacking, like controlling the distance or range or yeah, like there's there are ways to make this. It's adorable things like you know uh, Thanos in Storm X Men where he just says I'm going to take minus three damage to all your attacks and then all of a sudden all your models can't get up. A power off of Thanos when they attack him yeah. because because they can't do they need to do one they damage do and one, he just yeah. doesn't do one he, do, he doesn't take it Not, like, like just talk about playing against X Men in general like my whole army is covered you're like what yeah like, fuck me yeah. that's a lot of missed damage rolls right um I how about this I'm actually really surprised we haven't seen this leadership yet reduce the cost of all of your attacks by one minimum zero. How is that not a leadership yet? I don't know. I don't know why they haven't yet. It would be worse than Steve's, like, just objectively. It's probably what Weapon X does. Ooh. There you go. Zero cost. Wild speculation. Mm. Oh, no, we have that wilder was... speculation, but Brandon will let us air it. What are you talking about? Mm. The November release? Uh, we, can't, we cannot show Pagani's email. I told mm. you we couldn't. Really? Like, See? I told you. Yeah. We yeah, can't release we can't. it to the, 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 the world yet, but there's a, mm. there's a special release in November. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to sit around and wait for November when we get to spoil it. Hey, if a guy can blue balls people, so can we. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so does anybody have anything to say? But this is like the most straightforward leadership in the entire game. Yep. Is it the only leadership that's like one fucking sentence? Before I say that, yeah, is it actually one, one of them? Sentence? It is one sentence. Yes. It is literally one sentence. It is a compound sentence, but it is a sentence. Actually, is is the pause comma actually a compound sentence? It's not, is it? It's only if it's like an and. If there's just a random comma, uh, that's just a normal sentence, right? I do not believe that is a compound. Uh, <laughs> so Red Skull 2's uh, leadership is actually shorter. Nice. But Red Red Skull, just getting to the point. <laughs> yeah. Not, not doesn't wasting. need all this fanfare. He's just like, world domination. Do it, baby. Like, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Parker, you look deep in thought. It's because I'm trying to decide. Now I'm trying. I'm. I'm. I am uh, dismantling the sentence. I'm like. I'm putting <laughs> oh, all the little just... symbols on grammarrules.com. Like, I, I, I am. I'm, I'm. I'm. I am dissecting this sentence, trying to figure out why did they put that comma there. <laughs> it, it's the Oxford. Uh, it's the showing Oxford you comma. the trigger and the timing. Yeah. It's not an Oxford comma, but it is. <laughs> it's, it's what's the prep- opposite of a sky at, comma? It's, it's a just a prepositional. Comma, right? It's just a prepositional phrase that that I don't understand why. The, it's just each time they just, you know, after the tech is resolved, the tech characters. 
honestly, I guess they're trying to denote that like there is like a pause yeah. in the sentence. So maybe after the prepositional yeah. phrase, they put another comma, but that would make no fucking sense. So they didn't do it. So yes. they shouldn't. Yeah, there needs yeah. to be two commas, which is wrong. Yeah. So yeah, right. You're yeah, right. It's just <laughs> fine. I think it's just trying to separate the trigger from the effect. Yeah, I get it. It's because he's so evil. Yes. <laughs> so evil he doesn't get the comment. Wait, wait a minute. Cool. Shouldn't he shouldn't he be a grammar Nazi? Why not dun, 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 dun. Oh. <laughs> uh, Great Parker. We now finally got to the joke. 108 Spotify. episodes later. <laughs> we're getting flagged on Spotify. Misinformation about Nazis. Uh, a little little side thing. If it, look at, if you guys want to everyone have a good chuckle, uh there's a there's a spoof off of the famous scene in uh Inglorious Bastards where the the, the Jew hunter is is interrogating mm-hmm. the French men in his home uh, and super suspenseful scene. And they, uh, I think it's College Humor or Cracked. One of those websites did a spoof of it where he's a grammar Nazi. So instead of trying mm-hmm. to find Jews, he's trying to find like grammar imperfections. <laughs> it's it's pretty fun. Uh, if you guys want to if, if you ever want a good chuckle, if you like if you like that kind of uh, grammar humor, it's it's adorable. Nice. Um. Do you guys know uh, the lawyer that works next door to the geekery? His name's Warren. Have you guys met him? Mm-mm. I know Aaron knows him. No. No. So anyway, he recently lost 50 pounds, which is actually pretty impressive. And uh, he's going to do some 3D printing for our terrain up at the store. But um, he was actually really upset because that's nearly $60 American. I knew it. I knew what it was. I was like, I don't know where it's going. Right. He actually did lose 50 pounds, though. It was actually really impressive. Yeah. Can we wrap up so, Red uh, Skull? I hate him. Yeah, we're moving. Okay, so he's got an energy attack that costs a power. Why? He would actually be really good in that new uh, Weapon X leadership. <laughs> that totally is going to exist. Fuck it. So, oh is he efficiency? We're moving on efficiency, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the downside is uh, you might not fucking kill him, or you might not deal damage. All right. Next up, we got Sin. And uh, Sin's going to be the last one we rate for today. We'll do the rest of them next time. <laughs> I'm laughing because I look at the rest of the list. <laughs> I know, it's like, what, 20? 20, 20 more? <laughs> yeah, like... uh, no, we're like halfway through. <laughs> Definitely barely scratched the surface. <laughs> this is going to be a great reoccurring topic. We all have to play it in topics for like three months. <laughs> all right, we have uh, Sin or Cynthia Schmidt. Sh- Cynthia Johann Schmidt. Um, Red Mayhem Affiliation Cabal. During the cleanup phase, after scoring victory points, roll a die for each objective token contested by an ally character. If the result is a damaging result, push enemy, push each enemy character contesting the objective token away short. Um, away from the objective, just to clarify. And then the second component is roll a die for each enemy character holding an asset token within range two of an allied character. If the result is a damage... Uh, the enemy character drops the asset token. Yeah, one of your choice. One asset of your choice. Sorry. Yeah, one asset of your choice. It is relevant. <laughs> um, so rules. Uh, there's a lot of rules on this one, actually. Uh, so first of all, you only roll once per objective token that they are contesting. And then all characters are moved if you make it. And then none are if you fail. <laughs> and this, that's really annoying. Uh, and then you roll a die for each enemy holding an objective, and then they only drop one. Um, and you have to have a person within two of each of them each time, basically. Weird. Um, I think this is definitely the weirdest leadership in the whole game. I 100% Most- forgot she existed. After <laughs> reading that, I know now my secondary leadership that's nice. going in my Cabal list. 
because that's Ooh. fucking insane. Yeah. It you think wait, you think it's good or bad? Uh I think it could be good. I think this could that's be good. That's what I thought before I played her. <laughs> and then I took the bottle off my tray. It's like this is trash. Why does this exist? Yeah. So um man, talk about like scenarios already kind of a coin flippy game because you can like invest a four or five point character to contest a point and then like a three pointer one shots you and you're like okay i guess and you like get weird point interactions that way and kind of the fairness of the game is that like it's supposed to be a little random and it, it goes both ways you'll get some lucky ones your opponent will get some lucky ones they'll go back and forth and then obviously some person's gonna come out ahead but you just kind of deal with it um adding this level of randomization to it on top of it is so annoying oh man it's annoying <laughs> i really don't like uh-huh. it I will say, I don't know if you guys remember this, but way before Shadowlands Daredevil, I back when I originally got the very first rapid fire role, I played Sin exclusively for it because she had rapid mm-hmm. fire and she was a leader and Cabal had a bunch of the rapid fire models. And so I played this leadership so much and it never did anything. <laughs> like, I think, <laughs> no, right? It's completely I think, worthless. I think You're I like, rolled. Man, this yeah. game for sure. Nope. Like, yeah, it, it, was, really. it was so weird how I just it never... There's just there's just enough hoops that you have to cross through for it to feel very ineffective. Um, mm-hmm. It was so weird how much like at the end of the game I would win games on the back of rapid fire. I was playing rapid fire was my affiliation and my leadership mm-hmm. um, because because nothing else mattered. I was playing a few. I was playing the one cabal card and rapid fire models. That's why Shadowlands Daredevil was just so much a better version because his actually takes rapid fire and turns it to eleven, whereas this one does almost nothing. I can't see perfectly nothing, but it's almost nothing. Just ignore me. Keep going. I think it's an interesting secondary, um, and I think it's so crazy as compared to what Malekith can do in Cabal, and I mean, that's... You keep saying secondary. You mean leadership? Yeah. Okay. Because currently in my list, just thinking out loud, like the things that I'm running, I don't have a secondary because I don't like a, a second leadership because I don't like Red Skull. But this one's such a a weird ass thing. I mean, I'm I'm just laughing thinking of you know, I have the two point objective on Hulk, and you know, you just like, oh okay, that's cute. And <laughs> just every turn, just try to make his dumbass drop it. It's kind of funny. Yeah. What is interesting about it is that it 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 really starts to go off in mosh pit situations because because it's you roll the dice for every enemy character that's close to your one guy. So you only need to put one guy to make it go off. So if you have, you know, uh, you send one character out there and then all of a sudden it just starts procking. And I guess maybe that was the reason why I didn't see it happen a lot is that all my guys were rapid fire models. So they were almost always coming to me because they wanted to try to kill me. And I was sitting at range three almost all the time because I didn't mm-hmm. want to get hit at range two. So maybe that's why I wasn't there just wasn't procking very often because you have to be close. But man, it felt like it just never it felt like it never happened. It's weird as fuck. Like it really is. It's so weird. Uh, there, how can you even predict? You know, it's like uh, maybe I'll get something, maybe not. But the fact that you can do something regardless. You know, I think it would be too strong if it always triggered. And I think it would be I think it's unplayable as is. And so I don't know. It's Probably. somewhere in there is is the wrong amount. Maybe if it was like it only like it triggers on, I don't know, like 
three quarters of the time. I don't know. When it triggers, it feels good, obviously. Like, it feels real good when it triggers. But the problem is, like, you actually count the number of times in a lot of games it goes off. And you're like, okay. Like, maybe once around you get something, it seems like. Because their models with objectives generally aren't standing on top of you. It's pretty rare. So you have to chase them. Which means you're spending your entire turn just trying to trigger your leadership. And then on the cleanup phase, like, yeah, we're both contesting this one point. But also neither of us got dazed. And so it's like, does it matter? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, curiously, it doesn't say that your character that procs the effect has to be... <laughs> uh, awake. So yeah. So yeah. if you stick somebody in there, they daze you right there. Then it still happens. Um, it still happens. They still drop it potentially yeah. if they don't move. Yeah, but it, the 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 reverse is actually true. Also, like if you're like have a guy contesting a point, and one of your guys nearby is dazed, and then they get pushed away, and you're like, well, now I'm not even in attack range. Like that's actually really annoying. Like so, it's just weird. I think there's a lot of unresolved in my mind rules issues here. Yes. So let's say Go that you're on. holding an objective token, um, mm-hmm. an asset. I roll, make you drop it. Uh, now you're contesting it, so now I can push you? If you drop it in range, theoretically, yes, but it all triggers simultaneously, so no. Because at the time you roll the die, it's already happened. Okay. I'm sure that's a. That, I mean, that should be answered by the devs. That is a uh, actual important s- rules question. So they but did, the I... and you're wrong, okay. kind of. Really? So here's the... the uh, Mysterio and Red Mayhem, enemy character is moved from one objective token. The enemy character moves within range of three Mysterio. Mysterio triggers tricks and traps, does damage, and now Mysterio moves and is contesting the, a different secure, right? If you can Ooh. picture all of that. Uh, yeah, the yeah. answer is... I mean, the um, answer is Mysterio can't move that far, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, the answer is each objective token is completely resolved before rolling for the next one. <sighs> So it is not... Wait, wait, they, ta- they said ta- each objective token. Token, yes. So it's not take a snapshot oh, and then roll for everything. Ones. But you would do everything associated with that so objective would, uh, back and forth, right, which then means pick another ro- one. No, you would roll for them to drop it. You've already rolled for that one. It just was being held at the time. Correct. So in my question yeah. of could it drop and then push, the answer is no. But yeah. there are still probably a... Well... Based on that flimsy explanation on the rules forum, yes. Uh it also never says... And to, I don't say well, flimsy is that it's a bad explanation, but like they're telling you how to resolve something, and I think that the state of it changing would... I don't know, it just seems like... I don't know if that was really the question they answered, but yes. Not complaining about the rules for them in that specific instance. Yeah, just clarifying no, it's that. Just, I'm just saying that like that they didn't answer the question we want to know, so it's it could go either way still, I think. It's just a wonky leadership. I would consider taking it uh, if I was going into like a high-level event and I just wanted to fuck with people. Yeah, if you want to increase variance, like this is your increased variance. Yep. I'm glad you have everything mathed out and you you know, you know have the 63.84% chance to win the game. <laughs> Welcome to sin. Tell you what, play this <laughs> on Spider Infected and now you have no idea what the fuck's going on. Yep. <laughs> Things like, are all your models move insane. and then they all get dropped. And it's like, oh my God, that would be so frustrating. It's like every one of my models moved every turn. Like, fuck me. Oh my God, Shield Base plus Spider Infected plus Red Mayhem. Oof. That'd be brutal. I think All Sin's right. leadership triggers before the crisis, though. Yeah, the, both so. of those are in the power phase. Uh, Sin's leadership is clean up. Oh, yes. you mean those, the power, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah her leadership yeah. would go before both of them, yeah. yeah. Yep. Which means if they drop them, they don't get moved, but that they've dropped their objectives. Who cares if they get moved? Um, 
The other problem is like she tends to play like a go wide list, which you actually want priority for because you want to pick up the objectives they've dropped. It's actually really annoying. Yeah, you want the perfect where I, I caused you to drop two. Now you can only pick up one of them. Have fun determining right. which one to pick right, up. Right, which is really what you want, but it's so inconsistent. You tend to only make them drop one, and then they just pick it up and kill you, and you're like, well, cool. I, I got <laughs> like, it. I'm glad we did this. I'm not defending Sin. Yeah. it there's It's like a Scornergy thing. Like, that's a term from War Machine back in the day. It's like something looks really good on paper, and you realize after the fact that there's a glaring problem, but you didn't see it until you started. Like, so, for example, there's a... um a warcaster from old war machine called high reclaimer. And in the second edition of the game, he had a spell called Sacklam, I think, or no, it was a uh, fuck. What was the name of it? He could sacrifice a living model in range to give every warjack in his control, every one of his robots, a free focus. But then he also had a spell that created clouds that block line of sight. And so I created a gunline list so I could cast that spell and get a bunch of focus on all my jacks and then shoot people. And then I would put up a cloud wall with high reclaimers so they couldn't shoot me back. And I didn't realize until I physically got it on the table that I was creating the cloud wall at the same time I was handing out the focus so I couldn't see them either. And so we all just stood there. And I couldn't see him. He couldn't see me. And I was like, wow, this is a really bad gun line. <laughs> I just lost the game instantly. And I was so embarrassed. I didn't even tell the guy that I didn't by accident. All right. <laughs> like, I've never felt so stupid in I'm going to make all life. these guys super strong and make sure I can't see you. All right, go. All my guns do infinite damage. And now I put up the line of sight barricade. Your turn. And you're like, what? <laughs> It's so confusing. <laughs> My opponent's like, why did you do that? It's like, oh. Was, You'll find out. Just I, come on over yeah. here. Yeah, just come on. Come through the smoke. I'll shoot you. <laughs> it was so bad. But yeah, so that's kind of what it feels like. You, it has all these weird issues that you don't notice until you play it. And you're like, oh, that's really annoying. Well, that's probably okay. I'll just ignore this one aspect. And then like you notice like five more throughout the game. You're like, God, if it wasn't for like all these downsides, this would be a really good leadership. <laughs> all right. Cool. Um, anybody have anything else to say about this? There's so many weird rules interactions. I don't think I can even cover them all. Uh, so let's see. We did the we did the what happens when you drop a token and then they're now contesting it. That's semi unresolved. I think. I don't think you're supposed to trigger it again, but it's unclear. Um, the what happens if you have a dazed character in range? We believe it still triggers, but I don't know that that's been clarified either. Um, you can use it on dazed people, but they don't get pushed because they're dazed, and so it's just weird. Um, yeah, there's just so many. I'm so going many to ones. do whatever I want to my opponent. It says each objective token, not like objective, like specific types, except it only works on assets. Um, and so, like, does it work on chimichanga tokens? Does it, like, it's so weird. There's so many just weird interactions. I don't think this was a well thought out leadership. And it's so volatile that I don't like playing with it. Anyway, uh, so this is clearly a gimmick, right? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, we got it. Thanos, you have a friend. <laughs> Get in there. Oh, I didn't even right. realize it was asset, not. It's only yeah. It's, oh god. Yeah, that's just. It horrible. doesn't even work on. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that you uh, need the most on they're like civilians, like spider infected. So that you doesn't can... even work. With... Okay, never mind. Yeah, it doesn't even work with spider infected. So never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. It's so weird. So Parker, mm -hmm. since you're definitely not sleeping and totally awake. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, do you have a comic corner you want to tell us about? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, good. in honor of your question that you put, um, when you guys were doing the last 
a wild speculation corner you said of these new potential characters that it's been rumored that are coming out who was your favorite you, you thought it was agent venom but you weren't sure who agent venom is so um I'm pretty joke. sure he was either a member of S.H.I.E.L.D. or on the Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's what I said. And the answer so. is yes. Although, Boom. although he actually has never been officially an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was actually just a member of the U.S. military. Uh, so he's not uh, um, Eddie Brock. He's uh, Flash uh, Thompson, the bullies from Peter Parker's school. Okay. And, um, and so he, through... I'm not going to go through his entire career, but basically in the, his last special forces mission with the U.S. military, the army, I believe it was, he loses his legs basically beneath the knee. He takes a mine for someone. And so in order to get him back in the game, they tell him they have this symbiote captured. No one's crazy enough to work with it. Would you be willing to work with it? And so the symbiote actually works with Flash initially because he knows Peter and also has animosity towards Spider-Man. And so that's actually one of the reasons why they kind of connect it first is because they go, oh, you knew Spider-Man too. He's a prick, isn't he? He goes, yeah, he is. Well, we can be friends. And so, um, yeah, they work together. So my favorite uh, stuff is with their... uh, when he's with the Guardians of the Galaxy, he he goes he becomes an Avenger for a while. So yes, he might be an Avenger. He's definitely been an Avenger a lot. Uh, but his longest and maybe his most famous stuff is with the Guardians. He did several issues of them. Um, so any the thing about it, he's never really a key featured character. He's always just kind of the Guardians of the Galaxy plus Venom. Um, but they did make a very short run, and this is what my. Uh, um, comic order was it's called uh, venom space knight and so it wasn't very big and i don't even know if they made it a, a graphic novel but i read a little bit of it and it, it's it's not it's what's the best way to put it i love all the space adventures i told you when we had a uh, comic corner not too long ago about drax the uh, cosmic detective though the, the galaxy um, the oh, yeah. galaxy's best detective and so this one's kind of like that only instead of being a like an off-putting noir where drax is kind of ham-handing his way through mysteries quote-unquote um this one really is he is you know, a human kind of stuck out of out of off of Earth, trying to do his very best to help people. He's still the lethal protector, right? Uh, and so he's going around being a lethal protector on other planets while he's not working with the Guardians in between uh, his adventures with them. And it's pretty good. Um, I, I didn't mind it at all. I wish that the the character Flash was a little bit more interesting as a person. I think that's one of the reasons why he just kind of bounced between, you know. Um, you know, bounce between different uh, uh, teams and doesn't really have he's a not great deep. Yeah, he is just Flash. The the person inside the Venom costume is not nearly as interesting as Eddie Brock. I think is like the uh, lot of short. So I have a question. But uh, is this in a alternate world without Eddie Brock, or is this post Eddie? This post Eddie. So Venom okay. separated from Eddie for a long time in the comics. Uh, Eddie actually died. He died of cancer. Um, and then right, I think as he was dying, um, some of the symbiote stuff in him, basically the, the, some of the stuff that he spent so much time with the symbiote, he basically had like bio material left. It actually resurrected him, um, as kind of a last ditch survival uh, instinct. And he became the anti-venom, which is basically that it was instead of like killing, instead of all eating people and destroying or consuming organic matter, which is what the symbiote likes to do. It's, uh, it restores organic matter and it does kill symbiotes. Like it's actually, an, and it, it's, it's the uh, biological equivalent of a, 
antibodies for symbiotes. And so currently in the Marvel Universe, Flash Thompson has lost the Venom symbiote and it's back on Eddie Brock, uh, for, you know, after the end of the whole symbiote war thing with Null came to Earth and is cool uh, bit. And now Eddie, uh, Flash has the anti-Venom suit. So that's what the suit he has right now. Hmm. Is he is it's literally anti agent venom is is the name of the his current thing, but if you want to see some of um one of the one of Venom's only individual titles where he's not affiliated with Spider Man or an Avenger or Guardians, Venom Space Knight was was pretty good. Check it out, Venom Space Knight. Not a very long run, but it's fun to read. Cool. All right. Well, we got a pretty juicy episode here. We we started off pretty quick too, and uh, we got a lot of content in today. So. uh Hopefully everyone enjoyed. Hopefully you enjoyed having Parker back. If you didn't, send me a message and we'll deal with that. Uh, This has been Brandon. And Parker. (laughs) And Jeremy. And Aaron. And you've just listened to Too Big to Ignore. So what are we going to call this thing? Uh, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. Parker sucks. That's gonna be the first thing everyone hears on the episode. Parker sucks. I thought that was I thought that was front and center on the T-shirt. Yeah. Unfortunately, they will know if he's on the podcast or not at this point. So it's not a backhanded like insult. It's a front-handed insult. All right, now we can talk about stuff. <sighs> so, did you? Was that for me? Because not half an hour ago, I called you and asked you a question, and I told you something. I didn't really say it in confidence, but... I love that you're keeping this a secret, but you were willing to give spoilers on stuff I haven't seen without any prompting. <laughs> I gave you I gave you the same synopsis it would give you on a Netflix blurb, which I guess you just yeah, go la 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 and you try yeah, it I don't read a, those. I get I've, I've I worked get that very this hard is... to this point in my life to yeah. maintain my illiteracy so I don't get spoilers. No, I get it. I get it that you really, really, really don't like people talking about things they're excited about. I get it. But... I will tell you that um, I listened to last week's podcast and the week before that, the, the the week before that, before that, the one, the two well, podcasts I missed. We call those the no podcast. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and I want you to know the whole time I was listening to them, I learned something. Either I need to quit D&D uh, or I need to quit listening to podcasts <laughs> because – I wanted to be on the podcast like torture, isn't it? so hard oh, yeah. the whole mm-hmm. time. I was talking to you guys. I was like talking over <laughs> you. I was yeah, talking just over screaming you. Screaming at a wall. It's like I was, it's like you were a ghost and you're yeah. just ghosting us. But the, the thing is, I time. wasn't like mad. Screaming, I, was, no, that's not what I would want. <laughs> no, no, nothing was objectionable like about it, but I was just like, oh, and I know this, and oh, you didn't think of this, and oh, I know who Agent Venom is. Oh, I like I I, I was so excited to talk to you guys. Uh, like Brandon heard, Brandon heard uh, a rumor about Wolverine being in the next Deadpool. I know exactly what that rumor is. I know exactly how it's validated. I know, I know 
all these things, all the things <laughs> that no one knew, I knew. And I was just sitting there going, I was our perfect audience. Well done. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was awful. Did you appreciate all the jokes? <laughs> Did you appreciate all the jokes? Uh, I thought the jokes were just just great. I thought they were wonderful. I really. All right, them. I I honestly want to know a, a semi. You're not impartial, obviously, but the close thing we can get to an impartial person on the podcast mm-hmm. was that the best dad joke last time. Was that the oh, winner? It was the best like, one. I I don't think it was like, the you best see one those like far. skating videos of like the people riding face first into a pole mm-hmm. and like that was what it felt like. I got him so hard. <laughs> it was um the word is the word is sublime. It was yeah. Oh, the best thing of it is, I, I think it was it came around a corner the long way for everyone. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was not ready for it as a listener. He was not ready for it as a participant. There was no way to be mm-hmm. ready. For what happened, it was like the perfect trap. Yeah, mm. it was absolute. It was it was perfection. I thought it was that stupid. was that was really good. I thought um, it was really fucking stupid, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I was thinking today, Parker, if you can, could we do a comic corner for Agent Venom? Even if you it's, just give us a rundown of the character. Okay, it's funny. That, it's issue. funny that you say that. I have almost nothing containing Asian Venom. Like, I just don't... Well, right, you don't have to have a specific issue. Maybe just give us a backstory since we talked about them last time and sure. didn't have the facts to back it up. Was that last time or was that the, the second to last that was That was like nine weeks ago, but yeah. nobody will remember. Right. So nine weeks when, ago. when you listen to our content, it's just like a river of sewage. It doesn't start and stop. It's just oh. constant. I, I know you like to be the deprecator, but I think yeah. I think our content is actually pretty awesome. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really good. Um... Hey, just because something's bad doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. Yeah. For example, uh, sugar is terrible, but you yeah. really enjoy it. By the way, uh, can and I... Empty calories. There was... Uh, I know you mentioned after the ratings episode, the Last Avengers rating episode, I know you mentioned that you felt like you learned a lot. I learned something. I thought Aaron's point was really uh, poignant and succinct. I liked it a lot, which is it doesn't really matter what the ratings are. Like, the numbers actually don't matter. It's the conversation around the characters and he also well he when he was talking we were talking about hulkbuster at the end of the conversation he said i'm gonna put hulkbuster on my neck list that has happened to me so many times when we've done ratings is i've got mm-hmm. done with the rating like, and gone what did i miss yeah, well, yeah. i've got no i've got done with the rating and then literally the next game i put the character one of the characters we discussed in the list or sometimes you know, i've even built lists around them just so i can make sure yeah, i play I mean, them to you their, I, their i'm pretty rating. sure the inhuman rating episode led you down the inhuman rating yeah hole. yeah like you couldn't help yourself. Yeah, I, I really, I really, really like the ratings episodes for that, and uh, yeah, it was it was really good. I liked it so. Much. Aaron, how was Hulkbuster? Uh, I haven't played in two weeks, so I don't know yet. Damn it! I know. Does he have you working too hard, Aaron? Or like, I, I are you now? Do, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, is I remember a different guy. This guy I know right now is a husk. A husk of the gamer that I remember. I mean, I feel like I'm the actual husk of a gamer that, that I remember, but I think Aaron has just been playing about half as much as he normally plays. He's just been devoting a lot of that time to Blood Bowl. And so MCP specifically has been suffering, but... Well, Brandon, your husk is, is filled with complaints. So it's yeah. not really a husk, it's just a complaint, like a, a banana peel filled with complaints. Like, yeah, I like still, faster, I feel like... But, like, negative. <laughs> uh, like, Oscar the Grouch, if he was a ghost. Like if he was a ghost. 
Yeah, just like an empty husk of Oscar the Grouch. Oh, Lord. So, <laughs> I just watched Werewolf by Night. Have you watched that yet? I have not. I saw it. What is it about? Like, I assume it's a werewolf thing. Don't tell like him anything. What are you doing? Are you crazy? This is a trap. Don't no, no, what tell kind him. of show is it? Is it like a comedy or is you, it serious? All no. you know, all you need to know show? is it contains wolves. That's it. That just just okay. watch. So imagine Sin City does oh, okay. monster slash tracker slash like mystery thing. Like you've already given too much away. You, I will. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll just you say slow slow down slow down. <laughs> I I'll give it an eight out of ten. Like that's how okay. much I enjoyed it. Me and the boys like. So basically, it. you're saying it's like supernatural. So I'll watch it. Yeah, sure, sure. It's supernatural. <laughs> it, it's Marvel introducing Marvels and or monsters into their universe. Okay. And it's clever and cute, and they put cigarette burns on, on in the corners to make you believe it's like a movie theater. An old, an old, old timey. Yeah. yeah. And you catch it. They make it extra big and extra like posy. Mm-hmm. So you're like, wait, what did I just notice there? As a hyper-observant person, I find that offensive. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really good. Uh, I, like, everyone should okay. watch it. It's an hour-long movie. It's not a 27-episode okay. nonsense. It's just a movie. It's cool. So, uh, the first episode of the new Bleach series is out. Is that That's anime, yes? No. Yeah, it's an anime. Or is it live action? Isn't, aren't they making a live action for that? They did. It was awful. All of oh, them God. are awful. I don't know why anyone's surprised. Like, they're all terrible. <laughs> Like, no one ever saw any of those. I heard the Death Note one was okay. But all the other ones are just complete trash. It was like a... It's like the 3D movies. Like, it was a gimmick, and it didn't work. Parker, you watched some Bleach, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I watched uh, four seasons of Bleach. Yeah. Oh, that's it? I thought you watched more than that. Anyway. Oh, no, no. You don't understand. Four seasons of Bleach. By the second season of Bleach, the other three seasons grow exponentially longer. So, like, the first season of Bleach is one. The second season of Bleach is actually four seasons of Bleach. And the third season of Bleach is actually nine seasons of Bleach. And the fourth season of Bleach is actually 16 seasons of Bleach. Because that's how slow that fucking show gets as you watch it. It was the it definitely weird. takes his time getting to the important shit. Yeah. What is the... It feels a little bit like Inuyasha. What is the premise there. of Bleach? Help me out. Inuyasha at least had like uh, so... Monster of the Day stuff. That show had no yeah, Monster so of the Day stuff. Ugh. Bleach is... Um, it's hard to describe. So it takes place in Japan, obviously, because it's an anime. Uh, there's a regular like senior in high school that is... Um, he's always been able to see like ghosts and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like a he's like a I don't know like a protective bully. Like he doesn't like it when people get picked on. He like stands up for people. Okay. Anyway, um, the world that he lives in, there's these um, basically corrupted spirits known as hollows, which are basically evil ghosts. And he, because he's attuned with the spirit world, can see them, but most people can't. And and one day, walking home from school, he gets attacked, and this person dressed like a samurai shows up. To fight the monster, and only he can see what's going on. And the person is known as a um, soul reaper or a shinigami in the Japanese. And you find out that there's a whole like spirit society that's supposed to fight these evil ghosts and basically like um, oh. consecrate their spirits so they can pass on. Anyway, uh, stuff happens. He ends up becoming one of these soul reaper characters, and then you find out there's this huge like interweaving plot going on in the background behind the normal world and he gets involved in that it's It's, called bleach because why there's no explanation okay good (laughs) yeah it's anime okay excellent i like that 
it was one of the big three for Shonen for a long time. But then um, the writer of it got, I guess, kind of complacent and bored. And so, like, the show kind of got off the rails for a while. And then he decided to actually write the final arc. And then when he decided to do that, or because the show got canceled, and then the uh, manga it was based on got canceled, which is like the comic series. And so he had to do the entire final arc, which was going to be like five seasons, basically, in one season, because he was canceled. And so all this crazy shit happened, like super, super quick. It wasn't really well explained. And so they decided to do another anime show that just follows that arc. Mm. And so it's called The Thousand Year Blood War. And the first episode dropped yesterday, uh, Monday. It's on Hulu. Okay. If you want to watch it. Also, the animation's updated and everything. It's kind of like Dragon Ball Super, but for Bleach. Okay. Like, it's, there's a big time skip, stuff has happened, and they move past it. So, Aaron, where are you at in your notebook of movies and shows? I am still at uh, Jessica Jones, season two. Oh, you didn't stop after season one? No, it is season one. Sorry, episode like, okay, three. Good. Yeah, yeah. Are you liking it so far? Yeah. It starts kind of slow. Have you met the bad guy? No. Okay. You'll like the show much better once you meet the bad guy. Okay. Uh, well, kind of. I guess we've seen him Kilgrave, if that's Dude, the actual yeah. bad guy. Hang out. Yeah. Yeah. David Tennant. Um, I think we've seen him like a couple flashback-ish, um, mm-hmm. you know, a couple second things, but haven't Trauma actually scenes, met him. Yeah. yeah. So That'll be up soon. I spent the last couple of days doing nothing but playing video games and working. Gross. <laughs> Gross. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, boy. So... My work has officially lost its fucking mind. Like, my company and my work have lost their fucking mind. Um, I'm going to tell you a story, and Mm. I know you're not going to believe me. It's real. (laughs) Okay. Everything I'm getting ready to tell you is real. This is not X-Files. why would you say that? Why would you say that before telling us a false story? Because you're going to immediately go, (laughs) no, man, like, this is fucking stupid. Didn't Um, happen. So, what my company does is they'll notice something in the wild, in the world, in some place, and they'll go, oh my god, we need to get on top of that before anyone else does so we can get on the news. So we can get, like, this is our signature program now. It's the most important thing we ever heard of. This thing, this cutting-edge thing we copied from someone else yeah, has been, like, our exactly. No, 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 no. listen. Yeah. They'll copy it go from ahead. someone else, and they'll put it in a retirement community before anyone ever puts it in a retirement community. So it could be anything. It could be, like... We are going to train hawks to fill up coffee. Like, you don't know. You just don't know. So okay, in this ahead. case. Very excited. In this case, the owners slash CEO of the company went to a restaurant and they had these little robot server dudes running around. Like, with trays. And they thought, that's interesting. Tell me more. He went to his, like, his rich people restaurant. He's like, we should do this. Yeah. So, like, two weeks later, the company said, we're doing it. Five weeks later, this motherfucking robot shows up at my community. We had to build a ramp so it can get in and out of the kitchen. There's no room. This fucking thing won't get out of your way. It'll stop if it can detect you. Imagine a herd of servers going in and out, in and out, in and out. Now have to stop and be like, excuse me, Mr. Robot. Let me get out of the way. And you have to actually put plates on it. It's a table. It's a Roomba with a, a fucking table. table. But that's all it is. And it has paths. And somehow, this is supposed to be useful. It's So what I did with it all day today 
is put notes on it that said, bring me stuff to my office and do things for me. Like, because I thought it was hilarious. I just kept, like, I put, like, a, a Nerf gun on it, and I was like, pick a target and shoot it. Like, and I'd send it out. I'd be like, okay, go to the dining room, do it. Oh, no, the company swears by this thing. I got into a fight today with the executive director where I almost walked out because it was the dumbest fucking thing I ever heard of. She's like, you know that we have this. Now servers aren't allowed in the kitchen. I looked over and I was like, what in the fuck are you talking about? And this was with like the Who's going to load the robot? Yeah, and I go, who's going to load the robot? She's like, those are things that you need to figure out. I was like, have you lost your fucking mind? <laughs> so I'm going gonna, gonna to fire half my servers. And I'm hire two people short half, half, every day. Yeah. So I'm is the fire entire three servers restaurant. And community. hire three loaders yeah. to put stuff on the fucking car. The restaurant world is completely, like, there's no server, there's no people. So they got this thing, which you have to load and unload. The residents sure the fuck aren't going to unload it. It's just a cart with a motor, right? Like, and it goes on a track. So it's not a real track. It just has like a GPS track. Yeah, so, it, just, it has a known path, yeah. Yeah, so essentially, if I had a handful of friends or servers, and they were out hanging out in this part of the dining room, I could fill it with food and say, go take this to them. They would go, awesome, and pull the shit off the tray and be like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Do you know what residents do for themselves? Nothing. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> they will not put a sugar cube in a fucking drink. Like, oh no, this is a disaster. Uh and until I saw my executive director and how she treated me about it, I was like, oh, it's cute and funny. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, I ain't fucking around. Like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I ever heard of. <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah, that's my world. Who else has, who else has a robot? <laughs> I keep telling everybody, I'm like, don't I, anyone I'm speak just up? imagining how absolutely useless that is. <laughs> like, like oh. you basically... Paid regardless how much the robot costs, right? Let's imagine it costs ten thousand. Twelve hundred a month. Probably che- it's probably twelve hundred. It's an upkeep cost. Yeah, it's a lease thing. You don't buy them. Twelve hundred a month. Oh my god, twelve hundred dollars a month. So how many man hours is that? Let's say you hire at what fifteen dollars. You hire yeah, a server. It's fifteen what, bucks an hour. Yeah, to be okay. a server. You said twelve hundred a month. Twelve hundred a month. <laughs> to That's get in the way hours? of everybody. That means I have to pay someone to be in everyone's way. And to cause an extra job. Yeah. I actually fire people for that. That's yeah. absolutely what I fire people for. 80 hours. So that's two hours or two weeks of actual full-time labor before benefits and everything. Trying to think how much work that thing could possibly do. And I'm thinking maybe it will save you like one labor hour. A day. Oh, and it also is like the ramp it has to go over because it's a, an actual dining room. Like there's a threshold. It kind of wobbles a little bit. So we can't put plates on the top of it. We can only use the middle and the bottom. So we can't even use it properly. So I keep telling everyone, I'm like, I'm going to put one of those giant pickle jars, a glass pickle jar on top, and just keep sending it out, like, with a new pickle jar every day. Well, I was actually thinking that would be incredibly useful if you served, like, champagne at parties or something. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was just going around with, like, yeah. a whole tray of champagne flute. It does. Like, that could be useful. It roams. Absolutely. You can put shrimp mm-hmm. on the fucking thing, and it'll roam. Yeah. So you can pull, like, your hors d'oeuvres off. Cool. Great. Grand. Um, put it in a hallway that is narrower than a human being, basically, that has to turn sideways. And it will it notices that you're around within, like, five feet. So if you're anywhere near it, it'll just stop in the hallway and just start <laughs> ma- playing music. It's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you have to go the other way. You have to, like, avoid it. So it'll then continue doing its job. 
<laughs> well, I'm just thinking, like, let's say you have four servers in, in, yeah. uh, for a dinner shift, and they're constantly walking back and forth. Uh-huh. Like, they probably make a trip to and from the kitchen twice a minute. Sure. And so that's eight trips per minute. So every time it encounters one of those people, it's going to stop for five yeah. seconds. And imagine <laughs> it's one like of it's your, never going to move. Imagine one of your employees who is as fast as someone on their knees. Well, that's how fast <laughs> yeah. it is. But like, has a stick and swings it at people. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, it it does have a place in this world. If we were a bar and mm-hmm. the person was cooking and just setting it on there and saying table one, boop, and it would go to table one and people thought it was cute and clever and they get their own plates, cool, whatever. It does have a function. Not in a fully operational restaurant with old people, dude. Like, is it the whole point of your business is, like, personal, like, care, right? Like, uh, I mean, it was until to today. Like, yeah, hands-on interaction with people. Like, oh, we're done with all that. Job. Yeah, fucking. We're done. You we're... should just have those, like, fucking gopher, like, fucking water bottles, like, at the table. So oh, yeah. Not even fill their glasses. Like, you gotta lick the, the dispenser or else you won't get water. <laughs> dude, it's a trip, man. This world is insane. I, I've officially hit a new level of insanity. That's hilarious. I mean, the, it's actually good that you're not buying the machines, so that way in a month when they realize how horribly unprofitable it is, they can cancel the subscriptions and just get rid of the robots. Or the wheels get filled with cheese. I mean, like, the stuff that's on the floor in a kitchen's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to track shit everywhere. It, so it's got a hunk of bacon in its wheels again. I guess we got to get it repaired. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, dude... I can't wait until I round a corner and completely destroy it. Like, I'm going to run into it with all of my weight and just You have to send it. me a picture of this thing. I'm curious what it looks like. Oh. I'm picturing, like, three dinner trays and, like, a Johnny Five, like, tread platform. It, like, it honestly is about a – it's the size of a Roomba, like, a two-foot Roomba, and then extend it up to about three feet and put three trays on it. That's what it is. That's all it is. Hmm. And it has an iPad on the back of it that you go, one – go or two go so what i did is i came back in the di- the kitchen and i had my dirty plate and i put it on top of the robot and i was like bus and i hit bus so it goes around the corner goes out in the dining room comes back around it comes right next to me near the dish machine and stops i took the plate off and i set it in there <laughs> i was like man this is working great <laughs> it's so stupid <laughs> oh man for anyone out there that has a robot, please email us. Like you, just email me. Like I, there'll be no one. <laughs> yeah, that that's my life. Do you know what our topic's going to be tonight? Uh, didn't you listen to last week's episode? Yeah, but I listened to it first, so... Oh. Uh, yeah, we're gonna fin- we're gonna finish, um, talking about the leaders. Ah, oh, okay. Got it. Oh, we're gonna skip over robots. This probably, probably makes sense. We don't know what kind of to do yet. <laughs> Alright, well, I guess we'll go ahead and get started. We did it. We fucking did it. We fucking did it. Man. I like a lot of our podcast titles lately have been very in your face, like hate us if you want to. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) 
We didn't have a word uh, So who's excited to get their hands on those juicy Sentinel parts tomorrow? I'm so pumped. Parker's going to be there open. So give me the Sentinels. He's got a tent. That's where he's at right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's podcasting from a tent outside at, the store. At what time can I buy them? Uh, they come out at midnight. Okay, that is the they time. They release Friday. Tomorrow's Thursday. So at 12.01, you can buy them. Okay. Then I will be there. That is when I'll be there. I'll be there until at least 12.01. Yeah, I actually, I can't play at all tomorrow, uh, but uh, <laughs> late at night, late at night, I should be available to go over there. You're just going to come by and leave immediately, or? You mean you'll be there to play games, you just won't be there till like 11.30? <sighs> no, it's the opposite. I, I won't be able to be there till probably like 11.30 or midnight. That's what I just said. <laughs> I thought you just said. That's literally what I just oh, said. The opposite no, of what you said. Totally the opposite. No, I thought you just said. I thought you just said you won't be. You'll you'll have to. I I thought you mean live live. I don't know what I heard. In my mind, in <laughs> my like, mind, you can't even construct the sentence that you thought I said. In my in my mind, you said leave at eleven thirty, or like you're no. leaving until you'll be there until eleven. No, you're not going to get there until eleven thirty. That's what. Yeah, you got it. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I heard. Jeremy, only... why do we always argue the same point? Like, oh, they're so saying. fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, you're like both. You're you're both parents that don't hear their kids screaming, and I'm like, listen, motherfucker. Like, and neither of you hear it from each other, and you just. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh boy. God damn it. <laughs> I'm not crazy, right? That's like not I said, what, what I, I said. said. What you <laughs> That's did not say. what I said. That's not what I said. But you said. It does feel like we're that old couple that just wants to fight over nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so we argue about stupid shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, no, tomorrow's Wednesday. I said, no, yesterday was Tuesday. Like, no. <laughs> like, let's just argue. <laughs> let's just fucking argue. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. I'm just now realizing how many fucking hurdles I'm going to have to go through just to get this podcast edited before I transport my computer. Uh-oh. <sighs> but it's worth it, though. It's what? It's worth it for all that awesome content. Oh, yeah. I was like, what's worth it? Moving's not worth it. Moving is never worth it. <laughs> I think move every move takes like five years off your life. If we, if we just stopped moving, I think you'd live longer. Hmm. As someone who's moved about eight times in their life i don't know i think it's it's weird because right now we're living at the uh, place we've been for about the longest we've ever been there and we're getting that itch yeah we're like uh, why are we still in this house like it's about time to pack up and go you guys should definitely move to kansas city so uh, like you don't have an hour and 10 minute commute like some kind of psychopath yeah. two more two more years mm. uh in other mcp content though uh tts is all a broil oh yeah they frothing mm, yes What's happening? So to this morning, they decided to go non-list lock for season nine that starts next week. Cool. So uh, show up and play whatever you want. Wait, like, do you have to submit your list every week before you get no. pairings? Sit down at the table and be like, here's my list. Mm. That's interesting. Not a f- there, Very not a fan. There are, there, there are both sides of the aisle here. Uh, they did list lock for the first eight seasons, so now they're like, "There's enough people who want to be like, so let's man. let us play what we want. Like, why am I why am I locked into playing something that I decided on a month ago, which is like so, an eternity in MCP world? 
So in a digital format, is there a way to like lock your list before you like show your opponent? Like there... what keeps me from just saying like holding two like having two lists pulled up and like, all right, what's your list? You send it and I send you mine after I see you're playing Avengers. You've like, never played TTS before? I've played TTS, I've never played in the league. Okay. But you have like your you have a saved roster. Like a bag, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you got you okay. have a little actual card that you pull out and you put down on the table. You can have in your oh, okay. in your tray yeah. ready to go, and then you can mm, be like, okay. okay, they're gonna have to figure out how to do it, but it should be pretty easy unless people are trying to cheat. Like one, two, three, reveal, and you just click open open roster at that point. You can't have two yeah. of them out. So yeah, I'm just thinking like if I have like three rosters open in my like fog award deployment zone or game space, whatever. Yes, called, that like, would be really space. bad if if I look then, if I sit down and see three of them out there, I'd be like, no, dude. <laughs> well, no, Take two right, let's say I had, I had three of them out, and then but I had the Fog of War up, so you couldn't, the Blinder up, so you couldn't see my stuff, and then you're like, all right, reveal your stuff, so you unreveal, I immediately see, like, Hulk Sam, and I'm like, delete two of mine, and I now know which one I'm playing, and I uncover mine right. five seconds later, and I've changed my list. So you, you change that by just having one of your rosters out. That's it. You're allowed to have one out. Great, I see you have one, I have one. I'm going to drag mine to my open roster button you drag okay so they can good. see that they can see that you've got a yep. roster but they just can't see what's in it okay uh, unless so unless you title it uh steve avengers they can see <laughs> right. the title of your list that's it okay um hmm. so i assume that won't be a problem uh, i think i'm tentatively a fan yeah that seems like i mean the problem is it's obviously more open to people trying to cheat but it sounds like it's not it's, be it's not easy. a cheating thing that people are worried about yeah. at all it's really uh, People that so I know this person plays X, so I'm going to build directly to stop it. Two things: the hyper competitive people will practice 20 games into the list they're going to play that week. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there are people who are super worried for all the content creators out there who aren't going to have content anymore because who knows what characters were taken because there are no lists. So instead, we're just all going to show up and play MCP. So it's it, that's such a random cursory topic. If we ever decide to talk about it, which is like, why I brought it up on the after talk because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I didn't want to bring it up there. But if you're just yeah. like reading the internet to people, I fucking hate that. I mean, not that I know anybody that does it, but or I'm not trying to shame anybody. But like the YouTube people are like, I'm reacting to this person reacting to this internet video, and I'm like, oh my god, like <laughs> uninstall YouTube. Like I can't do it. <laughs> I never, I never understand that kind of like. I don't understand the the need for people. You just to have people read you information. Like, I don't know. No, I think it's cool. Uh, you basically get pickup games. I mean, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's in a format of like you're going to get a game a week. Awesome, great. Play what you I want. I just kind of wish you had to submit it before you. They told you your matchup. Like you could try and guess your matchup a little bit. It's like the final round, like the finals. They would both know like what the other person was commonly playing. But I imagine the two best players, you can't really expect them to play any one thing. So, so. they haven't decided if the finals are going to be list locked or not. Oh, like the top when they whenever whenever they finals. cut to the the cut the cut. Yeah. So, but for the the six week Swiss will not be list locked for sure. Now it was a surprise decision that just came out this morning. So you know, obviously people love it, hate it. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, my concern would be you'd see a lot of people just targeting stuff. But obviously, you, not everyone can just pick up anything and play it. It takes a lot of practice to be good with the list. Um, so just because, like, let's say, for example, Inhumans beats Asgard just in a hypothetical situation, you switching to Inhumans because you think I'm playing Asgard is not going to objectively give you an advantage. 
It'll probably just convince you to play something you don't know what you're doing with. Right. And how, how would I know that I think you're playing Asgard? I mean, right. So well, it's, it should influence people's internet lists. famous people. Yeah. It will not like influence everyone... the beginning of the league at all. It's just yeah. after. So like three people that I played dropped in my season, whatever season seven, maybe eight. I forget whatever it was, which had a negative impact on tiebreaking, which was significant at the time. Well, they dropped because they wanted to practice different lists for upcoming in real life tournaments, which makes sense. So why not just let them play a different list? You know, once you've lost a game, I don't know. I, we don't need to get into right or wrong. It was just interesting that that came out this morning. Yeah. No, I'm I'm for people being not list locked. I just think you should have to turn in your list. You should be able to change your list every week. How about that? Sure. I think you should be able to change your list, but it should be locked and should be submitted. That just becomes a nightmare. Who's checking it? Where are you submitting it to? Like, yeah. Do you want to be in charge of the 380 people in the league who are submitting shit to you every week? God, no. Um, I don't actually think it'd be that hard i mean you could set up multiple ways of doing it um it would not be easy to commonly check but you basically could just have a giant excel document with like 100 380 pages and everyone has a roster dump and then you just make the page uneditable after like monday afternoon and then games happen sometime before the next sunday and then you unlock it for that day that they can change it and then you lock it again and publish it after they've submitted so people know what they're playing against or just keep a record so you know they're not cheating? Yeah, after list lock, I would just say, hey guys, here's the document. It's now locked. You guys can see what... And then after that, post the pairings. And if you want to go look at what your opponent's playing, you can. And then the next week, after your games are done, like, let's say, games are between Monday and Friday, hypothetically. you would It's locked during that period. And then after Friday, you unlock it. People go and change your lists. And then lists are due by a certain time. And then you lock it, and then you post pairings. You basically just make it editable, non-editable every week on those times when it's available. Sure. I'm a big fan of not knowing who you're playing against, just like a tournament. Like you show uh, yeah. up the tournament and like you, you sit across from your opponent yeah. and you're like, oh, looks like you've got Magneto. Cool. There should not be an, an ability for you to know your opponent and then change your list. I'm against that. I think you should be able to change your list, but just before you know who you're playing every week. Right. I think that would be fine. I, I don't know that it's a huge deal either way. I just, I don't, I just, it just seems weird. Like, if I want to play, like, if I'm famous for playing one thing, or not even famous, like, people just know me as a Brotherhood player. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, now I'm playing the anti-Brotherhood list. You're like, okay, cool, this is really what I wanted to do. Like, just have people play specific counters against me all day. Like, whatever. That'll be the interesting thing. Is Do people stick with yeah. the list, or do they purposely swap it up wildly, Avengers to Brotherhood to Inhumans, just yeah. so people have no idea what they're going to go up against? Well, like, for example, if I was playing Convocation and I knew, like, Jeremy and um, Aaron were famous for playing Malekith, I would not be playing Convocation against you. I think it's one of their worst matchups. And so I would just go to Brotherhood or Inhumans or whatever the fuck else I wanted to play. I would say 90% of the population doesn't know each other. Maybe even 95%. Like I think that's fair. Like, who knows what I'm going to play against, so... And that's the other unfair part. It's like, just because, like, let's say the most famous guy in the league, the guy who won last year, like, now everyone's going to know who he is and go look at his game history and stuff. And like, oh, what, and ask online what he plays. But if I join the league for the first time, nobody has any idea what the fuck I'm going to play. Like, it's just weird. It's like, you're at a disadvantage because of, like, weird internet fame. It's odd. Sure. That doesn't seem like a fair footing. And again, I don't know that most players really know like the matchup ma- matrix as well as they probably think they do. And so like in attempting to counter somebody, they might actually make their list worse. I don't know. It's just weird. 
Yeah. It'll be fun to, to watch it, actually. No, but if they're not recording lists at all, then... Nope. Uh, yeah. Maybe. they put out... I would imagine you'd have to submit what you played. Well, they put out a survey, so now you just got your ass beat. Mm. Are you going to spend six and a half minutes to go type in who you played, what leader did you play, what was your roster, what were your tactics cards? People are like, fuck it, I'm done. I just got beat. I don't care. Fucking turn off the computer and leave. Well, you could just make the winner put it in. That's what you do in tournaments usually is the winner reports. That way, sure, you know, score, but not my opponent's complete ten man roster. Like I have no clue what their ten man roster was. Then they have to show it to you. Okay, I, like I'm gonna remember it. <laughs> you could just screenshot it. A lot of coulds. Okay. Then I'd have so to as- assume when I sat down I that I was gonna win. Hmm. Window snipping tool and just copy it. I know. If I recorded it. So. Oh, hey, Aaron. You know what we sh- you should do tomorrow? Um, is it a nooner? No. No. Oh. Remind then, then me I'm to out. send a message to a person about an event. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a lot like dropping kids off at the pool. Yeah. Send a message to a person about an event. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For um, LVO. Yeah. Okay. I will definitely yeah. remind um, you about six we times. The, we on the same page here? <laughs> yes. It's okay. Right. When you texted me to see if I was coming on Monday, I was going to be like, that. I don't know. Is LVO submitted? <laughs> it was not. I know. I wasn't going to be pedantic about it. Yet, you got another week till I really ratchet it up. Yeah, I'll definitely try and do it tomorrow. I, I We've just been, again, busyness. I, I know. It's the last thing on my worry list. Although now we're at the point where it's like it's actually <laughs> up there on my worry list. Well, as long as... My, yeah, we're good. My my list of to-do things is still getting longer, but it's getting longer <laughs> at a much slower pace than it was. Okay. And it's just things like move entire house one hour north. <laughs> it's now just now on the list, and that's easy. I just knocked out in a, like, a week. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it. Do you guys have anything else? Any, any cool topics you want to talk about? All right. Well, before we leave, I'm going to give you a play-by-play on my last Axis and Allies game. It took about 17 hours. Um, <sighs> I see you guys 14. later. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> All right. Keep that I, I, was, I was sticking warm. around for it. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.